here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. ProRisuShop.com, your only source for authentic ProRisu merch straight from Japan. Translation extraordinaire Yatsumi has helped more than 300 fans all across the world purchase authentic merchandise, and now he's bringing that savings to you. With over 300 items to choose from, ProRisuShop.com has the largest selection of New Japan and ProRisu merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Shirts, belts, trading cards, DVDs, and more from the biggest stars of Japan, like Tanahashi, Okada, Nakamura, and of course, The Bullet Club. Get them all for the same price you would pay in Japan, with worldwide shipping starting at only $6.99. For the very best in ProRisu merchandise across the world, the choice is clear. ProRisuShop.com that's P-U-R-O-R-E-S-U-Shop.com. ProRisuShop.com. alongside as always mr joe lanza joe how are you well i was great until uh you dialed me up here on 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 the uh on the skype and and the nurse uh ran me down she said ill it's joe lanza and then uh <laughs> and then completely uh tore apart uh my potential uh plenty of fish date that soulmate. I'm trying to i know yeah up. so no that's your soulmate joe. now 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 that my soul has been crushed by by your uh living you crushed your soul are you happy um got you yeah, you did, and now everybody knows about it. Now we've got a, and now we officially have a guest run in here. Um, well, it, it, yeah, it, it put me in a in a terrible mood. Now I'm, I'm just I'm, so now you're gonna be extra ranty. I'm extra, extra ranty. Joe's extra ranty. All right, now well, let's question in my life. So, you know, it, <laughs> but but we, we, you know, there's a lot of wrestling to talk about. So. Yes, we've, uh, what's it been? Four weeks? Five weeks since we had a, a, a true 
old school voice of wrestling flagship podcast. It's been a while. Proper show. Been doing a lot of Hall of Fame shows, and uh, we finally get to talk about some wrestling. Uh, lots of big shows this past weekend. We're not going to. I think we're going to skip the uh, the battleground talk. Correct. We're not going to do any battleground. Well, hell in a cell. If you want to. I mean, we could talk battleground Battle, if you want. <laughs> She's got me flustered, Rich. She. <laughs> you can't blame everything on her. No, no. You always do I, that. I, I, your your girlfriend has 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 crushed my will to live to the point where I don't even know. I'm talking about uh, WWE shows that happened six months ago. Uh, yeah, hell in a cell. We're not going to do hell in a cell because uh, we're going to do we'll that. Come back next we're going to do that yeah. next week but i think we're gonna lead off this might be the first time in the history of voices <laughs> of wrestling that we lead off with total non-stop action rich w- what do you think let's do it yes bound for glory which was this past weekend uh from tokyo japan cork and hall now let me tell you uh this show was pound we both watch live as well we both watch it live this show we didn't pay them. We did not pay. I'm not paying fifty three dollars for that show. <laughs> I am not commenting. I am not commenting. <laughs> I am um, sorry, but I'm not paying fifty three dollars. All right, for listen. Nothing. If 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 you want to be a pirate, uh, if you want to break the law, <laughs> that's your prerogative. I am a law abiding citizen, Rich. Yes, you are. So uh, I also if, did you send a copy of your uh, your uh, pay per view receipt so you can what are they giving like a floating raft or something? You know how like every year like when you watch old school things on the network where it's like ah oh, send us your uh, cable bill and we'll give you like a pewter pendant like. JR's just like spouting these like we'll get a free SummerSlam beach towel from like night. Like, yeah, I I actually what a TNA gift this time. I don't know. Well, that's an interesting segue. I will be saving my receipt uh, as a tax write off because if people <laughs> if, if people would like to read uh, my full review of Bound for Glory, they should uh, they should check out next month's Fighting Spirit magazine. I yes. I was assigned. Now I'm a little concerned, and I know Brian Elliott listens to the show oh. occasionally. Um, I was doing New Japan and WWE reviews for Fighting Spirit magazine, and then a couple months ago, I I was assigned a Ring of Honor pay per view. Okay, now I'm getting TNA pay per views. It Uh-oh. seems like I'm sliding down the ladder here. I don't know what's next. Yeah, I was gonna say some people might see that as an upgrade, but that's certainly a downgrade. I, I, I don't yeah. know what's going on. Be, oh, hey Joe, well, they went out of business. Well, sorry, Brian. <laughs> what have I done wrong? But uh, yeah. but yes, well, I, I, listen, I, I would like to plug the magazine. If, you, if you'd like to read my full yeah, uh, okay. Bound for Glory uh, review, check out Fighting Spirit Magazine. Of course, uh, tons of other stuff in that magazine that's a hell of a lot better than than, uh, than my show reviews. But as far as the show goes, uh, look, people pounded this show uh, for you know from, from pretty much the moment that the lineup was announced. And it, it ended up, for me, I mean, if you're using the old school Dave Meltzer slash Roman Coliseum uh black and white cold thumbs up thumbs down scale this was a thumbs up show for me i agree i liked it i i especially enjoyed the first half and we'll, we'll kind of break down match by match i think as well but yeah i really the first half was super entertaining i think a lot of it was the setting as well and one of the big things is watching it on a pay-per-view or you know nefarious means that i watched it on was i thought mike Tanay especially this i mean you could tell this was a more more engaged a more enthusiastic mike Tanay than we've had in in God, what, 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 like six, seven, eight years? I mean, like, honestly, since like the first few runs of uh, of TNA, he's sort of been beaten down. And, and, and this was, it, it was a calming one for him. It almost was like, all right, look, like, this is probably it. This is probably the last pay per view. This might be the last thing I call. Hey, New Japan's got a thing coming. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to set this market up a little bit. And to me, it's, it, it felt like that. If it wasn't or not, but either way, it just felt like he was enthused and it made the product a lot better. I mean, he was giving background about every guy. He was talking about the history of Japanese wrestling. And, you know, Taz was, was, not good, but he was okay. He was he was what he was. But I thought Tanae was awesome. I thought he made that really enjoyable, especially the first half. 
Taz was Taz, and I, I don't I don't hate on Taz as much as some other people do. I think he's fine in the role. I he played willfully he, ignorant this entire time, which I thought was so, it was kind of endearing as well. He was just like, oh, I don't know who the hell this guy he, is. He kind of like, he. You tell me today, and it was it was okay. It actually worked. You know what it is with Taz? Time. Occasionally, he slips into that um he slips into that clueless East Coast guy role. Yeah, yeah. You know, he that's kind of like a gimmick. And does. I thought that was more of the. I mean, uh, it's it's a character. It's it's what he really is, but it was a character as well. So I thought it was okay in this. Like he was. It, it led into Mike Tanay sort of explaining something. He was like, "Well, Tanay, I have no idea what this is." And he was like, "Well, Minoru Tanaka, da 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 da." You know, I, it was good. I, I liked it. But yeah, but Tanay, like you said, I mean, he seemed genuinely enthusiastic about what he was calling for the first time in a long time, which is odd because most of the show was just on paper, just matches that were thrown together and with no rhyme <laughs> or reason. And, and, but you know, it, it could have just been, you know, the sort of thing where in his mind, like you just, like you said, it was just, fuck it, you know, this could be it. Um, you know, I don't know how many more of these I'm going to call for this company. Um, 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 sitting in a studio with Taz, uh, maybe they had some alcoholic beverages and, uh, <laughs> you know, cause they weren't there live. Obviously. Taz they was were, extra cheerful that day. I, I don't know. I, mean, I it, wonder, you know, cause they were sitting in a room somewhere on <laughs> yeah, right, a tape yeah. show, you know, they weren't there live or anything like that. And, uh, you know, yeah, today was great. I mean, he, he was, it was, this was old school Mike today. Uh, this was better than old school Mike today because my, I thought so. It was more insightful. Yeah, yeah. old school Mike today gave you those great insights and, and he broke things down for you. But he was he was a one hundred percent straight man. This was this Mike today was breaking things down and giving you insights and he was fun. Yeah, he was laughing about it and cracking jokes and stuff. Yeah, I thought it was really that that to me and and it's so important, especially when you watch you know, WWE stuff, and we'll talk about, you know, Hell in a Cell, you know, next week or whatever, when you watch WWE and the announcers are just so grating, and they can take down a show, whereas this was a show that, yeah, in ring, there wasn't a ton that you could really sink your teeth into, there was some stuff that I liked, and we'll talk about it, but just the enjoyment of watching the show, and the crowd as well was awesome, the crowd was so into every single thing, into the chance, into that stuff, more than I thought they would be, I thought they'd just be sitting there and not have any clue who these guys were, they knew who the hell these guys were, they knew the chance, they knew what to chant at certain times, they did all that stuff, I thought this was one of my, my most enjoyable enjoyable shows that I've watched all year, not because of the product at all, because of just the, the presentation of it, which I thought was great. Yeah, and that just goes to show, you know, you know, good, enthusiastic commentary and a hot crowd can really elevate a show. It really can. Yeah. You know, there were no match of the year contenders on here. There were a couple matches that I thought were really good that we'll talk about. But yeah, I thought the crowd was great. Um, it was a, quote, sellout. I mean, it, by the strictest <laughs> of technical terms, and we'll get into that when we talk about the, the New Japan show, too. Yeah. Both shows were, you know, technically sellouts. Uh, this one was the, uh, uh, the, the, the smaller configuration that they used for Cork and Hall, which I believe is, what, 1,500 fans, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so, my yes, notes. Yeah. yeah, 1,500. They claim they sold all 1,500 seats. Now, Cork and Hall holds about 2,100 fans mm -hmm. with full capacity when, you know, a New Japan or a Dragon Gate runs it. it, it you know, they, they run the 2,100 seat configuration. Yeah, and, the and they'll just come through like a little opening. If, if they really want to fill it, you'll, you'll see the difference in the entrance. Like they'll just, you'll come through that little opening with a, a curtain on it if you really want to Yeah, this had a fill stage set can. up and had yeah. a bunch of seats curtained off. Um, but, but, you know, they sold every ticket and let's, you know, for, you know, the 1,500 fans, I mean, th this is probably a top, that's probably a top five, you know, uh, in terms of sold tickets for the year for TNA. Yet, oh, yeah. yet Slammiversary in Texas, you know, for whatever reason, TNA should probably just move to Texas if they continue to exist. because that's <laughs> And book Devon Eric's every single it time. It should be that's... a Texas and UK promotion. It's the only two places they draw. But yeah, the, the Slammiversary where they brought in Kevin Von Eric drew 3,500. I don't remember how many paid, but let's just assume it was the full 3,500. Uh, and, and you had a um, you had this show with 1,500. And then, you know, of course, the UK shows um, 
were their biggest shows of the year. They always are. But this is probably one of the top five shows of the year in terms of number of paid fans in attendance. So from that standpoint, uh, the show was a success. And I thought aesthetically uh, it was a success as well. Um, you know, I thought the first five matches of this show, uh, it, the, the show moved along well. There was a couple yeah. – there was two really good matches. The rest of it was okay. And um, I was really enjoying myself watching the show. Then the back end of the card happened. <laughs> let's 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 start at the beginning and we'll kind of break it down a little bit. Uh, this match I actually did not catch. I was a little bit late to uh, watch it, but I know you raved about it, and I definitely want to uh, at some point check it out. Uh, it was Minoru Tanaka against Manic, our good friend, Mr. Manic. Uh, you said this was a great one. I, I did not catch it, and I think uh, it, people have been enjoying it from uh, from what I've been seeing. Yeah, I, I don't think I was alone. I mean, these two guys have really good chemistry. The, there's a backstory there. Uh, Minoru was sort of a, a mentor to uh, TJ Perkins uh, when he first went to New Japan when he was a teenager. And uh, Mike Tanay, I think, talked about that, too, which was, again, what we talked about before. He just he talked about a lot of... He had no barriers, too, which was good. I mean, he didn't care what... I mean, he was talking New Japan. He was talking All Japan. He was talking Wrestle 1. He was talking WWE, you know, any, anything. It was just like, whatever. Yeah, it was, it was what a broadcast, a wrestling broadcast. It was, it was one of the more intelligent wrestling broadcasts we've had in America in quite some time because there was no... It, it, he seemed like he wasn't on any restrictions of what, okay, you know, don't talk about this. Don't talk about this company. Don't talk about this guy. He just talked about whatever. And, you know, in, in the old days when he would do that, it was kind of like he was reading it off a sheet of paper, pre-prepared notes. And, right, yeah, when he would do those cruiser matches or whatever. And right. was, you know, Super Calo came from Monterey and did this, and this is his match. And then, you know, in 1992, you know, he did, you know, it was, yeah, like he had a, a bullet bullet list of, of, of facts that he was going to say about, you know. <laughs> yeah, and th and on this show. About Silver King and then just kind of rain him off. Yeah, yeah, and then he would wait for Heenan to shut up and he would. <laughs> Shimani would be talking about when Hulk Hogan's going to arrive and then, you know. Right, but but here it came off conversational and natural. Like, it was just all off the cuff. It was Mike Tanay, wrestling fan, enjoying the yeah, wrestling it was your, show. Yeah, it was like you're sitting there with Mike Tanay watching and it. And it was just. A, you know, he's sitting next to you with, with beer and talking about, you know, whatever. We're really putting over Mike Tanay here. This, I, wasn't I know, this, this, but, you know. It, announcer of the year right now <laughs> well i'll tell you what it got him off the hook for worst announcer of the year yes exactly because yeah. which, no, impact, no. you can tell he hates it and and he's generally awful at it because he, he just doesn't care um but you know he's not beating jbl or lawler but um you know I think no that's that nobody it, ever yeah said. you're chomping at the bit to, to to counter me there but uh but but the yeah the tj i'm sorry the manic versus Minoru match. Yeah, I had it at four stars. I mean, I thought it was really good. I thought it was the best match on the show. And, uh, you know, Minoru won it with the Minoru special. These guys have really good chemistry. And I think TJ Perkins went into this match uh, gunning to have a great match because of who yeah. he was working with. And 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 I think he really wanted to and make where? sure – And where he was working. And, and I think he really wanted to make sure that he had a great match with Minoru, and he did. Uh, so to me, it was the best match on the show. Uh, we have EC3 versus <laughs> Hama, your, your guy, who, uh, if people haven't seen him, we've talked about him, and if you haven't, just look him up, uh, Ryota Hama. It, he, he's just a big, fat baby. <laughs> it's the best way to put it. And this match was the, it, it was so good. It was so great. I mean, the match itself wasn't anything special, but just, just the combination of EC3 and this big, fat baby whose only goal was to put his ass in EC3's face. This, it was just, it was just so great. Was it was just the, it was just. This is what I came into. I, 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 I said, oh hey, you know, I try to look for the show, and I, I, I fired up, and it's these two guys in the ring, and I was just like, this is just glorious. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It was so good. It was exactly what everybody thought it would be when the match was announced, which yeah. was just, it was, you know, it was just a fun. It was exactly what you would think EC3 and Hama would be. You said it right. best. I mean, there's no <laughs> yeah. way to describe it. You know, it was, it was, it was a little goofy, but not to where it went over the edge and got stupid. And, um, you know, EC3 is a very underrated performer. And, you know, it's a shame that he had the problems with his knees. 
and and didn't make it in WWE. But with that said, for people who pay attention to TNA, he's done a great job. He's been awesome. Yeah, he it, when when the inevitable demise goes, it, it, WWE would be smart to to pick him back up. I think he's he's developed himself a lot better. And yeah, I'd be interested to see. I mean, as a character, he's wrestler. He's he's still okay, but as a character, he's really developed into something special. He's a so. talented guy, so I, I I think he'll have a long career no matter where. I don't know where it's going to take him, but uh, we're talking like TNA is already dead. Um, it's not, but yeah, um, sorry, but yeah, sorry. I mean, it, it's it's not looking good. <laughs> and I guess we can segue into that with this next match. Uh, MVP versus Kazuma Sakamoto. And this is where you were talking about Mike Tanay was freely just throwing it out there that Kazuma Sakamoto was the uh, bodyguard of Tensai in WWE uh, with no fucks given and just talking about, you know, old WWE stories and whatnot. And MVP and Kazuma Sakamoto, I mean, this, you know, I I like Kazuma Sakamoto a lot more than a lot of people do. He's sort of like, you know, the grimy veteran, you know, sleazy heel kind of character. And I really get into that sort of uh, wrestling character, especially in Japan. Um, but a lot of people don't think much of him. Look, MVP's good. He's solid enough, and these guys had a solid enough match. It was just a, yeah, it was just solid. It was just know? there. It, it was good. Two That's two about the best. I mean, it wasn't star match. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I put it at three. That, probably. What was weird about it is MVP won this with a shining wizard, which was I mean I, I don't know. I'm sure his intentions were good, but do you really want to finish a match with a shining wizard when <laughs> when Muta's in the main event? I mean, yeah, I, I, that yeah. wasn't thought out very well. I don't think. But no. it, it, that look, that's usually not the kind of stuff that bothers me. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, being a fraud complaining about that. I'm not someone who, uh, you know, who, who, who normally, you know, uh, complains about protecting the the main eventers finish. Like, I don't, that, that stuff doesn't really bother me, but I did think it was a little bit odd. And I, I wonder how Muda, uh, felt about that. I, I, that was just something I was thinking about, um, as, uh, you know, as the show went along. But, uh, but the thing here, I want to talk about MVP a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this segues nicely into a uh, tweet that came out earlier this week. We, we talked a lot about it, but if you haven't, you can look at his timeline. And, and, and I have a, a, a copy of the tweet in our little show notes here, so you can read it off. And... Hey, it, this, this just, it really rubbed me the wrong way. And not because what I think he said was necessarily incorrect or wrong, but because if you work for TNA, you can't say this. <laughs> and See, I, get, I get his point yeah, yeah. that he was trying here's to the thing. come here's across. The but yeah, no, I, I got here's it. Here's a yeah. tweet. This is what MVP tweeted, completely unprovoked. On what Wednesday? This would have been Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. We're recording today. Yeah, so it would have been Wednesday. Yep. And I quote: "The NWA is as relevant today as a floppy disk." Sad. Okay. Now, completely unprovoked. Nobody in his timeline was talking about the NWA. I guess maybe I don't know. He just felt like ripping on the NWA for whatever reason. Now, number one. Doesn't that come off as hacky? People have been picking on the NWA for 15 years. It's, it's, yeah, that's old. That's that's like 2005 know, thing where you, you, know, the, you make fun of the Colorado kid. or yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, that, that's old. I mean, yeah, what's next? You're going to tell us the Berlin Wall came down? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, did Obama win the election? What other kind of old news do you have? For, but yes, we know the NWA isn't as relevant as it used to be. It's been that way for almost 20 years now. From the moment they split from WCW, that I mean, this is not. Why do people feel the need to constantly do that? I don't understand. This is such old news at this point. But anyway, um, saying the NWA isn't relevant, like I said, isn't any kind of hot take whatsoever. Okay, it's it's actually something that, that doesn't even need to be said. But it comes off so tacky to just say something like that unprovoked when you work for a company that's nearly as irrelevant. Right. You work for a company 
that just ran a show. What was the date on Bound for Glory? Ten. Uh, ten. Uh, the... Monday, no, Saturday, Sunday morning, right? Yeah, it would have been Sunday so, morning, so the 5th. Okay. No, sorry, sorry, the 12th, sorry. They ran a show on October 12th, and they're not running another show for the rest of the year. The NWA is going to run dozens of shows for the rest of the year. All over the country. All over the world, in fact. TNA's done. TNA's done, and where I live, it's still 90 degrees out. And they're done for the year. Yeah, we have uh, January 29th. In, uh, it's the next one, right? That's their UK tour. Their next scheduled show <laughs> yes. is January 29th. Hey, Rich, when's their next uh, United States uh, show? Um, let me see here. Uh, oh, wait, on, uh, it's not going to happen. TNAimpactwrestling.com, yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah, uh, let's, 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 let's go to the event page here. When, yeah. when, when um, is TNA this ultra... I'll go to tickets. I'll go to a touring schedule here. This super so relevant company, TNA. When's their next uh, We have tickets available for Bomb for Glory. We right. have Glasgow, uh, Manchester, Wembley, and unfortunately, they haven't announced any dates yet. Oh, so there's... there's 2015, So yeah. let me get this straight. The, 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 the relevant company that MVP works for doesn't have a single show scheduled for the United States <laughs> moving forward, period. Right. They have and then their next the shows are in three months, yeah. And their next show is tentatively scheduled, I might add, for January 29th in the UK. Yep. But he's going to go out there unprovoked and talk about other companies not being relevant. I mean, is this – listen, if you're MVP, keep your mouth shut. When you work for a company that that if they don't get a television deal, not only will they not be relevant, they're not going to exist. Your company isn't going to exist if they don't get a television deal by the time those television tapings in the UK roll around next January. You're, it's not going to exist. NWA, the NWA is going to have titles defended January 4th in front of 40,000 people. Yep. TNA titles are defended by people who already lost them on Bound for Glory because of their 1992 business model of recording shit and then not recognizing it until it happens. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. You want to talk about shit that's relevant as a floppy disk, I think taping title changes and then not airing them for three months is about as relevant as a floppy disk. Would you agree with that? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, give me a break. You can't – the point here isn't whether – I'm not arguing whether the NWA is relevant or not. I'm saying if you work for TNA, you can't say that. You come off like a complete idiot. When your company might not exist in a couple weeks. I mean, is this guy kidding me? Let me tell you something else, Rich. NWA house shows – draw comparably to TNA house shows and in a lot yeah. of markets outdraw TNA house shows head to head including in in the one you were talking about in, in Texas is a big I went to, a booming market I, right now I, for... I went to an NWA show an NWA branded show at an NWA affiliate two weeks ago that had 400 fans in a building that holds 300 people overflow crowd I've been to TNA shows that had 400 fans but the difference is the buildings hold 10,000 people. Right. <laughs> it's the Alamo Dome is the difference. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the difference. Uh, they drew in the Alamo. I'm not going to rip them for the Alamo. All right, look. That's no, it was good. No, but no, they I drew, know what you're There's 6,000 people in the Alamo Dome in a building that holds 70,000 people. I'm not going to rip them. They drew 6,000 people. But th the point is your common TNA house show 
doesn't even draw as much as, as some of these NWA. Some of these NWA territories are hotter than TNA as a live product. And look, this isn't comparing TNA head to head with with the NW with you know NWA you know Saw or NWA branded out. That's not the point here. The point here is if TNA is more relevant than the NWA, it's only because of that spike deal. Right. And the minute they lose it and don't get another TV deal, another good one, because there's TNA, if, uh, there's NWA affiliates all over TV too, low power TV. If they lose that spike deal and don't get another good one, they're less relevant than the NWA. Absolutely. I'm going to watch NWA title matches on January 4th on the second biggest wrestling show of the year worldwide. NWA titles are going to be defended. Chase Owens just defended his title in front of 9,000 fans. They had, a, they had a whole section. They had a whole NWA section. They, they played the music before and everybody. I mean, that, there was the two. There was the, the DAG titles and the, the junior. Two, they, yeah, that's a good point. Two NWA yeah, titles. They were both there. They had a little section, yeah. Were just defended in front of 9,000 fans while two TNA titles were just defended by people who lost them already. <laughs> So be careful who you rip. Because while the NWA might not be relevant, you know, TNA is not far behind or far ahead, whichever way you want to look at it. I mean, geez, can you, can you be less self-aware when you make a tweet like that? I mean, it's just, there's no self-awareness there. It's ridiculous. And then he, he proceeded to, uh, the next few tweets are just his, uh, his followers sending him other, like, Irrelevant uh, uh, NWA stuff here. Let me get the, uh, a few of them up here. I know I, I was looking at them the other day. Uh, bu- 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 um, let's see. Well, we had the <laughs> we had the one person that said, "You idiot!" He's talking about NWA, the rap group, which he wasn't. Right? <laughs> which, which, and if he was NWA, uh, yeah. The, that, considering Dr. Dre is a billionaire and one of the most important figures in the music industry, and Ice Cube, I, I, okay. Yeah if, he's, yeah, if he's talking about the rap group, he's, he's an even bigger idiot. But he wasn't. He was talking about the wrestling promotion. Uh, he, uh, somebody else wanted it's, it's as relevant as a track tap uh, tapes and Betamax because you know that wasn't the exact same joke that was just made. Um, look, and then I mean, the point yeah, here is it, it was just look. The point here was it was just it's a hacky thing to say. We all know the NWA isn't what it was and never will be again. What's the point of saying that? And you can't say that if you work for TNA. That's my point. And, and, and you know the only reason I brought up all those points, titles being defended at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, Chase Owens the same week and, 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 and Tenkoji the same week defending NWA titles in front of 9,000 fans. Um, you know, uh, some NWA shows outdrawing TNA house shows. The only reason I bring these, those things up is not to say that the NWA is more relevant than TNA. I wouldn't make that argument because it probably isn't. No. The point is it's, very com- it's more comparable than you think. Yes, and in about three months it'll be very comparable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, TNA may cease to exist. I mean, your company is on the brink of extinction, and you're, and you're, you're throwing rocks. You're burying other companies, yeah. else's glass house. I mean, what are you doing? MVP is going to be working NWA shows in about three. Yeah, months. I was going to say you might want to you might want to chill out because I don't think WWE is going to be calling. So, I mean, might want to keep your what? options open. I mean, yeah, that that. Well, I mean, who, who does he think he is? He's he's going to be wrestling Big Daddy Yum Yum. Uh, <laughs> an NWA Houston show. people in, in Houston in about in about yeah. three months. Yep. Yeah, in February. That's uh, you can book it pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I, after his PWS run, after his PWS run, of course. Then. I mean, to be fair, in between New Japan and TNA, he didn't really do a lot of indie shows. Look, 
MVP is a nice little success story. Guy got out of prison, made a nice life for himself, and is presumably, you know, does very well financially. Uh, he isn't one of these guys who's working for Peanuts for TNA and, and working at Sunglass Hut on the weekends. He's got a decent deal at TNA, and he's made a lot of money, and, and he's doing well for himself. He may not work in yeah. WA shows after TNA. And he's – there's some things about him. I mean, there's, there, he's, there's, there's things we've heard that you know don't endear him very well. But, I mean, he's a guy who during the whole Ferguson thing just got up and went and said, yo, I'm going there. You know, I have to be there or whatever. Yeah, I, and, and, and was there front and center and, and really big about it. I mean, that, you got to respect sure, that. Sure. I don't That's even have any kind of grudge with MVP. I have a problem with him having no self-awareness and making a statement right. like this. It comes off utterly stupid. It comes off utterly stupid. But, well, he's, he's, he's working for the right company then because that's – Yeah, I don't know. It's almost <laughs> as bad as, as Dixie Carter uh, tweeting out pictures of the storm is coming <laughs> James with James Storm Storm's face and, the, and replacing the, oh, the typhoon, which was going – you know, could, could have potentially killed people in Japan. Uh, and it's James God. Storm's angry face in place of the uh, typhoon and uh, the storm is coming to, uh, to Tokyo. Oh man, you just you can't make it up with this. I I had to look at that and I thought it was a parody account at first. I really didn't. I I kind of laughed at first. I was like, oh, that's you know that's a funny parody account. And then uh, another person, somebody else was like, really? Right, maybe Jerome uh, from from PW Ponderings was like, really? Are you kidding me? And then I was like, what? And then I was like, oh my god, that's actually Dixie Carter that tweeted that. It's or I should say it was Dave Logano that tweeted it because you know as I found out this week that. Which is funny too. Another, uh, you know, because on Wednesdays you can't avoid like every every TNA wrestler is tweeting and retweeting everything and talking. But and, uh, are whatever. they rich? Yes, they're not because it's one person doing it because we caught them in the act today or uh, <laughs> this week or uh, yesterday when uh, uh, the the menagerie was uh, unfortunately took over the official uh, TNA wrestling account. So, but not as a gimmick, not on purpose. <laughs> but not as a gimmick, uh, not on purpose. So and then they immediately was deleted and then resent as the menagerie. So. <laughs> right. Somehow the menagerie has the login information for the uh, Impact Wrestling. Somebody uh, forgot which uh, account they were <laughs> logged into. So all of those annoying tweets you get from TNA talent on Wednesdays, and uh, they're not from the TNA talent. It's yeah. you know somebody, probably Logano. Uh, they've long suspected that he runs the Sam Shaw Twitter account, yeah. which was really good in the beginning, and then quickly jumped the shark. Uh, pretty much like the yeah the, the location yeah where's your yeah, location was, yeah was good, so. so but that you know that that didn't last very long uh, all right well in, in an effort to not break our record of talking about TNA for the longest amount of time we ever have uh, let's keep going on with the show uh, Samoa Joe defeated uh, Kazayashi and Loki in a pretty it's pretty solid match and a very interesting match given the title situation you want to break that down for people that might not know yeah I mean Samoa Joe who's actually the champion and the, who should have won and who will win and all this in the super relevant and and. Uh, Super relevant uh, TNA uh, title lineages, uh, which do things uh, like wrestling promotions used to do 20 years ago. Samoa Joe already lost this title. Um, he actually surrendered the title. He forfeits, yeah. At the television tapings. And Loki is the champion currently, according to um, real time. Now, in the Back to the Future <laughs> TNA, TNA timeline, Samoa Joe is still the champion. And he choked out Loki to win this match, and he successfully defended the title that he no longer holds. So, um, and, and, you know, he did come out with the title on the pay-per-view. Now, this was a big sticking point because in Japan, they don't really have that shit. Um, if something happens, it happens. It doesn't, it, they, they don't wait for it to happen on TV for it to happen. And uh, this was a big sticking point, and this is, you know, why Bobby Lashley supposedly wasn't booked on this show because they, they didn't want him there if he wasn't actually the champion. <laughs> I guess Wrestle 1 um, 
acquiesced with some of these other minor titles. Yeah, because uh, that's and and as, if you're not familiar, why it's such a big deal is in Japan. They're obviously the fan base is, is is considered to be smarter, and and they know you know ahead of time of who the champion is. And there, there's been instances before where that you you know you can't really. It's not really that the fan base is considered smarter. It's it's. I mean, we all have the internet. It's a matter of it's treated like it's it's reported in the papers and whatnot as, right, as like a paper. real yeah, sport. Yeah, right, right, so. Right. Um, everyone knows about these title changes, and it's it's just it's it's, it's in the culture of the wrestling is presented differently. It's 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 reported like it's there's more sport. respect given to the fans. It's it's of their of their smart. They're not meant to be a naive you know idiots that are just sitting there drooling at whatever you're giving them. They're they're aware of what's going on a little bit. Right. So and the papers are reporting about it. That yeah yeah. We we thought that Joe might not come out with the physical belt, but that Mike Tanay and 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 Taz might just call it like he's the champion. You know what I mean? And then you <laughs> could have um you could do some kind of wacky finish involving the third guy, but none of that happened. They just had Joe come out with the title and defend the damn thing. And not only that, he beat the current champion, yeah, which right. made things more confusing. In a way, I kind of wanted Kaz Hayashi to somehow win so we would have three title lineages <laughs> going on at once. Uh, but that didn't happen. Um, it's going to do havoc on the our linear uh, X Division championship. Yeah, article. seriously. But but in a vacuum, it was a pretty good match. Um, and no, we don't have a linear X Division championship. It, so. it, maybe we should. Because for someone that's like, where can I find that? Yeah, yeah. seriously. Uh, but in a vacuum, it was a pretty good match. Uh, yeah, no, probably awesome. the second best match on the show. Some people thought it was the best match on the show. Uh, the fellows at Busted Open called it a match of the year, <laughs> uh, which was utterly ridiculous. Um, and we did retweet that and shame them for it. Uh, today, today they they put out a thing with a uh, bully Ray of uh, not only is he one of the smartest workers of all time, he's one of the best. Now look, I look nothing <laughs> against the busted open guys, and we don't look, we don't want to be those guys who are picking on other shows or whatnot. But if you're gonna call something a match of the year contender like this, that wasn't even probably you know it was like the best match on the card. I mean, come on, it wasn't even I, the best. I mean, come on, I I gotta point that out. That's just it wasn't even close. Um. Next up, they gave us a, a Wrestle 1 showcase with El Hijo del Pantera and and uh, Andy Wu versus Andy Wu. Uh, Yusuke Taz and Taz, Taz, and That's why I think he was drunk. Yeah, it, listen. Taz was really into Andy Wu. He, <laughs> more than he was way more into Andy Wu than he needed to be. I think he was just fascinated with the name. You could tell that Taz uh, did no homework. <laughs> he knew nothing about zero. Uh, he, knew, he knew nothing about uh, when he found out the spelling of, of Andy Wu. He was like, "What?" <laughs> you know, like it's. They were both also fascinated that uh, that Jiro wore his jacket the entire time for the yes, match, yeah. which uh, which which got way more attention than it probably should have as well. Jiro does a second rate. Uh, he does like remember that bad Brian Kendrick gimmick where he was yes the, the Brian Kendrick yeah no 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 it, like the one oh no in yes. Japan where he had the mirror and, oh god and, yes yeah the narcissist it, it totally uh, you know, didn't get over yeah. nobody got How it really would you copy <laughs> a Brian Kendrick gimmick that didn't get over I, I that that I don't understand but uh the 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 Pantera Maybe he's copying a Bruce Tharp gear uh, maybe, that did you. I, 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 Possibly. I, I don't know what he's doing, but it didn't really work for him either. But Kanaka... The president of the uh, irrelevant NWA, by the way. Completely irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the TNA is where, where relevance resides, Rich. Uh, Kanaka hit a corkscrew press on Pantera to win the match. This was a good, this was a good match. I thought they, it was fun, yeah. Nice little sprint smart, of all that, yeah. They, they, they really picked it up towards the end, and uh, I enjoyed it. And this is where the show just went completely into the shitter. Um, Team 3D... Now, I hated this. Team 3D against Dreamer and Abyss. This match... First of all, none of these guys worked hard at all. This was no. essentially a paid vacation. Well, I, I will say this. Abyss did – Minus getting in the thumbtack. <laughs> yeah, minus Tommy Dreamer eating thumbtacks. Well, Abyss, but... yeah. Abyss took this yeah, little yeah. uh, thumbtack bump, which is 
stupid and ridiculous and nonsensical. But the other three guys, so he earned his money. The other three guys didn't do shit. I mean, Tommy Dreamer, I mean, these were just paid vacations. Um, I, you know, and, and Team 3D, they went over there. They did their little Hall of Fame gimmick the night before, which is the most pathetic display. You know, <laughs> it's like 10 people at a table. You want to talk about irrelevant. Eating dinner, yeah. You want to <laughs> talk about irrelevant. Okay, I mean, I've, I've had more people for dinner oh, in my my dining room. The TNA had at this banquet for the Hall of Fame, and um, and and they basically, you know, you had Bully Ray out there and a T-shirt. And we're not kidding either. It was like a, a conference room at a hotel. And there was like a long table, and there's like ten people, and then just kind of like walk up and give speeches about, you know, yeah, with the how you know how important TNA was to their career and how in 2005 they crossed the line and 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 the intro video that they did that, that TNA produced was actually pretty good. But yeah, their speech was just the Hilton podium uh yeah yeah. <laughs> right, yeah uh you know bully the free crescent rolls there's crescent rolls in the back and and <laughs> lukewarm coffee for anybody who wants to <laughs> yeah you've got, you got a box of crispy creams that somebody picked yeah. up at 10 a.m sitting on a on a, on a buffet table <laughs> with some cold uh with some cold coffee and uh yeah just a, a totally pathetic display you got bully ray and jeans and a t-shirt <laughs> And somebody else had mentioned that I forget who it was uh, that Givon was wearing a, a a button down that was wrinkled, which he probably <laughs> he probably just pulled it out of his suitcase that he, that was you know uh, you know had just come off the belt at the airport, and uh, he didn't even bother to to iron his shirt. And, well, that's uh, why Bully was like, "Fuck that! I'm just wearing a graphic tee and a jeans." Yeah, but yeah, Bully wore his 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 circa 2004 <laughs> Ed Hardy style uh, t-shirt and and studded jean combo that everybody in TNA wears <laughs> because they're so relevant and up on the times in that company as compared. The graphic tees are still in, man. And I'm sure I'm. Have you ever went to the TNA shop? I'm surprised he wasn't like, wearing a trucker cap. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, if you've been to Shop TNA, like ninety percent of the shirts are graphic tees. It's, it's, it's you know, he, I, he, I, it's like he borrowed you know Jerry Lawler's outfit or something from. <laughs> he uh, it was just a pathetic display, and then uh, in the match they they didn't work hard at all. I hated this match. It, it was just your your usual nineteen ninety seven crowd brawling, and then you know mm-hmm. Abyss goes into the thumbtacks, and then they give Dreamer the three D and. It's like those horrible matches that everybody thinks that ECW was. It's like a tribute to ECW, and then it's like nothing like any ECW match ever. It's a, it's a, it was like a tribute to the, the the type of ECW stuff that just doesn't hold up at all. Right, just, exactly, yeah. Just, it was just terrible. We're all in the crowd, and, you know, this, and the, yeah, just, and just weapons, and irrelevant so weapons. And, yeah. and it wasn't even, but the difference was they didn't even really, it didn't have the intensity of those ECW no, matches. No, it was just either. like. It was just, they went through the motions. It was, it was just. It was it was just a a, a pathetic display, and uh, of an irrelevant style. I'm gonna pound that home of a completely irrelevant style uh, of match. And uh, and then Team 3D went into business for themselves. Uh, was it after the no? It was after the main event that they did this. But I'll just talk about it now. They went into business for themselves and took out a Bullet Club T-shirt and lit it on fire or ripped it up or they did something to a Bullet Club T-shirt, trying to get New Japan's attention, desperately trying to get the attention of a <laughs> of a relevant promotion uh, to to get some more because uh, those guys aren't under contract. At least no. Bully Ray's yeah, they're, not. they're all done. Yep. I don't know about Devon. Oh, this is a, this is a one time. No, this was both because uh, Devon was brought for the, the the Hall of Fame stuff, and then uh, D, uh, Bully was on just a one time deal for this one. So yep. Yeah, Bully got paid for the appearance, and uh, these guys. Devon was on like a four or five appearance, something, something like that, relevant to the the the, uh, the Hall of Fame. Right. So that was so, and, and I'm sure Wrestle One was just super thrilled with <laughs> TNA wrestlers putting over New Japan on uh, on their show by by 
going into business for themselves and running an angle with a Bullet Club t-shirt. I'm sure that really thrilled TNA's promotional partners. The guy, the people that are paying for this whole fucking thing. I'll tell you what, at least Bully Ray recognizes that TNA is about to be completely irrelevant and he's angling for a new job at least while, you know, people like MP are being delusional and probably believing whatever bullshit Dixie Carter are feeding them. Um, But yeah, just a terrible match, um, uh, a lazy match. Uh, It just, it just... Basically, you can stop watching it if you listen. I recommend the first five matches of the show. It's a fun. The first five matches of this show were fun, but you can stop after that Wrestle One tag. You can turn off your stream, or you know, if if you're like me and you're an upstanding citizen and you purchase the uh, replay, uh, you can stop watching after the fifth match. Um, the, the the semi-main event, they put the women in that spot. And listen, I, I got another bone to pick with this match, and th- people aren't going to like this, but I don't really give a shit. Um, I forget who it was. I forget the gentleman's name. Uh, maybe Jimmy Suzuki. Um, I, I, I don't know his name, and if it's wrong, I apologize. But he took a lot of heat in the lead-up to this card because there was no knockouts match. Yes. Oh, sorry. That was – yeah, J- uh, Jimmy Suzuki, I think, was his name. Okay. Let, me, uh, let me find out for All sure. Right, I'll but talk, yeah, I'm almost positive that was him. Yeah, he was uh, – But um, the point is when they announced the card, there was no knockouts match. And Yep, Jimmy Suzuki, yep. And he took a lot of heat for that. He's sort of the liaison because he speaks English. I guess he's the go-between between Wrestle 1 and TNA. He's a Wrestle 1 employee, not a TNA employee. And, uh, you know, the, the, the ultra-feminists – and you, we know who we're talking about here – were up in arms because there was no uh, knockouts match originally on the card, and somebody asked him about it on Twitter. He said they just weren't interested in having knockouts matches on the card, which to me, I don't have a problem with that statement, but oh, God, you know how certain people oh, are yeah. going to take something like that. God forbid you don't want a women's match on the card. God forbid it doesn't fit what you're trying to do. Um, you know, that's got to be the worst thing in the world. That He hates women, this Jimmy Suzuki. You know he hates women. He must hate women. He doesn't want them on his show. Um, you know, so that usual nonsense started up. So I don't know if it was because of that sort of criticism or pressure. He did apologize a couple days later and, and, you know, he gave one of those fake apologies and said how he respects female wrestling. And I'm sure he does. He just, he didn't want a women's match on the damn show. Right. And it just didn't work out that way. And part of it, I think part of it was because I think of the whole title situation. Yeah, I was going to say the uncertainty of the title of like, okay, well, who the hell's the champion? Which, again, this is another situation where, where Havoc had lost the title before she right. lost it on TV. So, yeah, it's like, well, Hav- <laughs> we, we have to do it for one of these. Do we really have to do it for another one? Oh, yep, yep, right, we do. Because so, originally okay. they pulled all the title matches. And, and right. Lashley ended up never even put, being put back on the show. But, um, you know, they put back the X Division thing and they put back the women's title. Havoc, much like Samoa Joe, defending a title that she had already lost. Uh, again, you know, she lost it, I think, to Taryn Terrell at the tapings, but she defended the title here against Velvet Sky. So they shoehorn this Havoc versus Velvet Sky match onto the card after people piss and moan about it. Yeah, and, and I'm sure all them, you know, were, were running to their pay-per-view provider now that is, to, you know what, to Rich, order that. That's what I'm going to rant about. Because this is the exact point with these ultra-feminists who do nothing but complain about wrestling companies. How many of these people, I want to know, those, you, you talk about wanting to see pay-per-view receipts. Those are the pay-per-view receipts I want to see. The people who complained that there was no knockouts match on this card, did you buy the show when they added one? Because if you didn't, you're a fucking fraud. If you didn't buy the show after they added one, you're blowing smoke. It's all about uh, just, just, just complaining for the sake of complaining. Yeah, convenient complaining convenient at, the, at a relevant time, yeah. So. Attention whore complaining. Being an attention whore... Look at me. I stand up for women. I stand up for women's wrestling. Well, if you didn't buy the show, you're a fraud. And you're nothing but an attention whore. 
They added a women's match. Did you buy it? Did you support women's wrestling? Did you buy the show? You were so up in arms. You weren't buying the show anyway. Why don't you all be honest with yourselves? You weren't buying TNA pay-per-view. So it doesn't matter so to you. Yeah. care what's on it? Why does it <laughs> yeah, matter right. to you if there's a knockouts match on it? If you weren't going to buy the show to begin with. And by all means, give me a screen cap. Show, your, show yourself complaining that there was no knockouts match. And then, then screen cap your direct TV receipt. And I will publicly apologize to you. I guarantee you, Rich, we don't get one. Not a one. We're not getting one. Not one person. Because the, the Twitter activity was was <laughs> not good. Show it me was the complaint. You and like five other people, and it was none of the people, none of the usuals. I mean, we, we follow a few of them. It was none of them. Screen, they weren't watching it. They were they were watching football or something. Screen else. cap. They weren't watching your, it. your complaint, and then screen cap your receipt. Show it to me, and I'll come on this show next week, and and apologize to you by name, because I guarantee you we don't get one. And if you listen, and you know those kind of people don't really listen to the show anyway, tell them I put this out there. If you are listening, I want to see it. Put your money where your mouth is. These people who just live to complain. If you weren't going to buy the show anyway, what do you care if there's a knockouts match on it? Doesn't matter to you. You're just complaining for the sake of complaining. You don't care about TNA. Get lost, bunch of fucking frauds. I can't, Richard. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. God, it drives me nuts, and it hurts the cause they're they're trying to fight for. In re- it hurts the cause. Those people is what it does. And the match stunk, by the way. Yeah, it was awful. Because Velvet Sky stinks. Everybody knows that. I mean, I'm not I'm not giving new information here. But I'll tell you what, she actually tried hard, but she just stinks. She's terrible. She's just not. Yeah, I mean. And that's the excuse we're gonna hear. Oh well, we would have bought it. If it was a good if match, if they booked well, uh, <laughs> Lo Shirai or cheerleader, Mal- well, those people don't work for TNA. You you <laughs> complained that there was no knockouts match. Well, what, well, guess what? They booked knockouts. Why would t- why would TNA and Wrestle One go book people that they don't that don't work for them? So don't move the goalpost either. Don't tell me you didn't buy it because it was Velvet Sky. Oh no no no! I'm not letting you get away with that one. I'm not letting you get away with that one. You asked for a knockouts match, and they gave you one. Don't tell me you didn't like the people. No, you can't play that one. This isn't. This wasn't TNA and Stardom. This was TNA and Wrestle One. You got TNA knockouts. You cried about it, and you got it. Now show me the money. Did I just say show? Did I just use? The most you use a Jeremy. Yes. Yeah, speaking of relevant, let's use Jeremy McGuire references. A, I, just, I, just, I, yeah, I just threw out a uh, 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 a Rod Tidwell quote. Uh, Nineteen. Yeah. You, eat your heart out, JBL. There's a 1996 movie. reference. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is a very good movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here, here's real quick long. before we move it's a on. Long. It goes a little longer than it needs no, to be. Could have been edited a little better, but that's you know yeah. that's his style though. Well, what's his name? Uh, who's the director of that movie? Uh, Bruckheimer, right? No, no, well, uh, no, no, no. no. Uh, he he did almost famous. He did uh, uh, Jerry Maguire. Uh, who's the dude that made that movie? Uh, uh, good radio here. While we uh, look up the yeah, yeah, 
people shouting at us. It's gonna bother me the entire show until yeah, people yeah, are literally so. screaming at their uh, Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe, his movies are all a little, is, yeah. a, a little. Now look, they don't go to. They, yeah, almost famous Vanilla Sky. Yeah, uh, Vanilla we bought a zoo. Yeah. Oh, we bought a zoo. is so longer than it needs to be. <laughs> Have you ever seen I mean. that? Cameron Crowe movies are always too. Long it's a really good movie, but there's, it's like another forty-five minutes. Right. And you're just like, ah, okay, I get, I know. <laughs> like, I know what's going on. Vanilla, Vanilla Sky. If that movie was ten yeah. minutes long, it was too long. It was longer than it needed to be. That stunk. That's terrible. Uh, but yeah, Jerry Maguire, a little too long. Uh, tremendous movie. The Almost Famous was too long too. Uh, mm-hmm. This this show is going to be too long if we don't move on to the. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the, yes. The main so... event of the show. Uh, well, we don't have much. I don't have anything. Well, yeah, it was terrible. Because... I mean, it's you know, I the Great Muda is. Listen, he he probably has less than a half a dozen matches left in his career, and unfortunately, this was one of them. And he teamed with Tajiri, who. A guy who uh, I kind aging rapidly. I, yeah, yeah, I liked Tajiri better when he wasn't making tape so much. Yeah. Um, I leave the memories alone when it comes to Tajiri because uh, he's done too. And um, and I'm a big Tajiri guy, but 2014 Tajiri is uh, yeah, it's 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 not a fun. Display. It's getting bad. Yeah, I mean, even even a few years ago, or even at the beginning of this year, there were some matches where I was like, wow, he looks pretty good or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's just as of late, every match I've seen him in, it's just like, well, oh, you know, God, I, I don't know if he's working a lot more or what. I mean, you know, he had a t- match on Impact that wasn't very good, and then he had this. But I mean, uh, I don't know. It and, and, and the opponents were James Typhoon Storm and. Uh, the great <laughs> who's doing just a, a, a blatant Bray? Why are they doing a Bray Wyatt? I haven't I hadn't seen that before. I, I don't obviously watch as much TNA. What, what is that? Yeah, he he's leading James Storm a, 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 a dead ringer for Bray. I mean, come he's, really? He's it's doing like, a Bray Wyatt thing. He's got the great Sonata. And like I'm not even like not even subtly doing the Bray Wyatt thing. No, like, he has an entire flock. I mean, he's got um the great Sonata who was you know he was Saya Sonata and now he's doing a great Muda knockoff. Uh, sort of deal to sort of stick it to uh, his his former mentor, uh, the great Muta. He turned on him on him. I know you didn't see any of this. Uh, he he. Th- show the recap videos. I okay, saw the recap. okay. So we don't need to go back over that. Um, uh, we'll assume our listeners follow TNA. Oh yeah, they're they're match. avid. Um, but he also has Manic under his spell now. And how stupid mm-hmm. is Manic's new outfit? It has a hood <laughs> attached. So when he does anything remotely athletic, <laughs> the hood goes over his face. And then he has to remove the hood. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Why is and we'll hood... probably die at some point doing yeah, it. Yeah. But... Why is the hood attached to the outfit? <laughs> and uh, also, he has Abyss under his spell, which you wouldn't yes. know from watching this show because TNA, as you know, is a super relevant company, and um, they don't even follow their own storylines on their biggest pay per view <laughs> of the year. So Abyss. They're WrestleMania, yeah. They're, they're right. So Abyss, who by the way is tag team champions with James Storm. Uh, uh, but that didn't air yet, so he's not rich. So next Wednesday, you're gonna be getting those tweets from all the TNA stars. Uh, spoiler warning there. Yes, yeah, spoiler please. warning. Um, but yeah, it was <laughs> you know Abyss was a baby face on this show, aligned with Tommy Dreamer yeah. for some reason. But yeah, he's kind of doing a Bray Wyatt thing, and he didn't. And Velvet Sky was a baby face, even though she's a heel in, in, on, on TV. That's because so. TNA is relevant, and places <laughs> like the NWA are not relevant. Uh, listen, Rich, TNA is like a Blu-ray. And the NWA is like a floppy disk. You know what yep. I mean? You know, I don't even have a problem comparing the NWA to a floppy disk. But if you're going to do that, you have to concede that uh, the, the that the company that's writing your checks is TNA you know, is a CD at best. I mean, right. you know, they're not exactly Blu-ray technology themselves. A DVD or a laser disc. DVD ROM, yeah, laser. I was going to say, yeah, ah, you beat I don't me even, they are a CD. You know, they, they, you know. Yeah, they're a laser disc they, actually. They, yeah, they're, yeah. they're 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 <laughs> on the waiting stages of like like some high schools still have them for some reason because they haven't like 
Like my Scully High School still had them by like 2005, and it was like, all right, guys, like give up the dream of the, because I think they invested in like tw- like hundreds of laser disc players, and we're just like, well, <laughs> like, and they have to go. Have you ever used a laser disc? I, you ever seen how? We- I know. I completely skipped that technology. I, oh, I such it. a stupid. I think everybody else did except for maybe my high school. But like, so you get this. So say the teacher needed to get to like some biology. So he needed to get to some microorganism or whatever. Well, it was like. It was like slide 1,380 out of 3,380 or whatever. And he would have to go through like – it was just the wor- – I mean like t- 20 minutes of class was spent like hitting fast forward to go through all this. It was just the worst thing ever. I don't – Yeah, I uh, – that's a technology. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a laser disc. They're not even CDs. I cause... completely agree. But uh, it... CDs are still endearing at some point. But... And the great Muda was actually a, still a fairly decent wrestler when laser discs and CDs were relevant. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but he no longer is. His knees are completely no. shot. He's getting up there in age. And look, you know, he had a really cool outfit. Um, I'll, you know, I'll say something nice about the match. And uh, James Storm again paid vacation. Uh, didn't work hard at all. Sonata, you know, Muda won the match with the Shining Wizard, and uh, you know, it's. He pins Sonata. So it, the, the bottom line here is there's a, for, the, for the last three matches on this card, I gave them a combined three and a quarter stars. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> what, were, what were your, do, I, do we have to wait till the Fighting Spirit magazine comes out to give the. Uh... No, no, I told you I gave four stars to uh, Manic and Minoru. Okay. Uh, Fighting Spirit doesn't do the star gimmicks. So oh, that's right. You guys don't. Yeah. I just, you know, I just write my thoughts on the card and, and give the results. That's it. Um, and I, I gave uh, the, the X Division match uh, three and a quarter. Those were the top two. And I gave the W1 tag three. A lot, the MVP tag I gave, the MVP match I gave three, two. But yeah. Uh, what did you give the Havoc Velvet Sky? Uh, star and a quarter. Okay. For effort. Because I thought that's, yeah, that's... Velvet Sky, she really did try. And she's just not she good. She just isn't very good. And and the the, the finish, you know, Havoc won it with a bear hug. And it's like, yeah. it didn't, it, it, it the crowd just didn't it's, respond to that. Because it's, it's not a relevant finisher because, in 2014. Exactly. Yeah. She used a finisher that was relevant in, in 1972. And, and, and the crowd just couldn't believe that that was the finish. I think it may have been a botch. I'm not even sure the match was supposed to end that way. I think maybe the ref called. It for... was ended. I, I looked away, and then I looked back, and it was just kind of like, oh. It was... And even like today and Taz were kind of like, oh, Havoc wins. It was, like, it was awkward. I wonder. Yeah, was, I don't know. It was awkward. She put her in the bear hug, and she didn't really fling, like ragdoll her around. And then the bell just – the ref just called for the bell, and Havoc looked a little confused, but – you know, she's a pro. She then did her monster deal. I, it was tough to tell. I I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, the last three matches stunk. And then uh, after the main event, you know, uh, like you mentioned, James Storm's minions came down. Well, well, Manic did. Abyss didn't because, you know, yeah, he didn't right. air He's on TV face, yet. Yeah. You know? So, uh, and then uh, Team 3D ran ran off the heels. They ran them off. And um, then they did their deal with the, with the Bull Club, which didn't air. TNA cut that off yep. the show, as well they should have. Um, cause that's, and the show ended about 25 minutes early. And it ended early, <laughs> and a lot of these matches could have been longer. I mean, you know, the, the knockouts match, look, I'm not si- I'm not advocating for 20-minute Velvet Sky matches, but it was only six minutes long. That could have been mm-hmm. because the finish was fucked up. I don't know. But there were other matches here, too, that were that were, that were that, that could have had. Look, the X Division match could have had a couple extra minutes tacked on. I know Samoa Joe was hurting, but that's why Kaz Hayashi was there, you know, to carry the brunt of the match, you know, because Joe was hurting. So I don't know. It ended early. That was a little weird. Uh, they did a lot of filler stuff with showing a lot of Team 3D highlights throughout the years. You know what struck me about that? I didn't. How much better TNA looked when that you know, well, that's people in the crowd and with yeah. But the other thing that struck me was I had no recollection of any of those you know 
supposed huge Team 3D moments. Didn't remember. I, I couldn't believe that they were there that long. Oh, yeah, I was shocked forever, when they. When they I, I to me, it always felt like like 2008, like 2009. Like I had no idea it was like 2005. They've been there. And if you know, non, I mean, they they have a more you know they have a bigger body of work in TNA technically. I mean, not obviously by any standards of, oh, yeah, of no, I know you know you historic, mean. but I mean, it's it's. I mean, they have a ton of TNA. Matches. Kurt Angle's been Just there a, longer than W. Right. Yeah. It's it's it, it it time catches up quickly with you. And the thing is, I don't know if you remember, but. When they went to TNA, that was the first case of that oh, was a huge deal. Yeah. WWE. Well, uh, no, were, that was the, were they before Christian? Yeah, because Christian, were, I remember no, being a no, jarring they were, one. They okay. definitely were. That was the first time because it was a big thing. It was big news. That was the first time WWE blocked somebody from bringing their name somewhere else. That was the start of the whole. Oh, thing, I right? see what you're saying. Okay, yes, yeah. Because that was a big thing that that they wouldn't let them use the Dudley Boy name because people were like, "Now hold on a minute." They had that name in ECW, but WWE owned that intellectual property, and for the first time, they were really holding people to that. And if you remember, you know, I think it was Joey Styles that came up with the 3D name and the Brother Ray and Brother Devon because it sounded like Bubba Ray. You know, what I mean? Brother Ray and Bubba Ray were similar, and Team 3D because that was their finish. But that was the first high-profile instance. That is when the whole WWE protecting their intellectual property thing really started. Was when the yeah, Dudleys yeah. went to uh, went to uh, TNA. So yeah, they've been there a long time. But again, I, all those big moments that they showed yeah, between yeah, the matches, was, yeah. I didn't remember any of them. And you, you don't remember the Animal and Rick Steiner match? You know, I, I, the, listen, you know, and the for, famous <laughs> and, and, and for for a promotion as relevant as TNA. I'm very surprised. I and and the, you know what? Honestly, that's the argument I've made with a lot of people that that are talking about you know if and when TNA you know goes away, what's the tape library worth, and what's this, and what's that? And you know, yeah, WWE they could snatch it up and put the stuff on the network. I don't think that many people are really going to go back and watch it because I don't think anybody clamors for anything from TNA. I mean, I, I there's some stuff that I would go back and watch, and maybe some X Division stuff, but by and large, the whole thing's a blur. And I followed a lot of it when it was. I mean, I've only recently stopped following it. I followed it in 2007, and I had no recollection of the beer money. Team 3D cage match that they showed. I had no, no idea record. what that was. Good, didn't remember at all because things happen in TNA and you forget about them five minutes later. Um, and that was, and especially, and Russo made sure of it. I mean, every moment was cut to the back. This, okay, that's over, done. Uh, Move down to this thing. This thing happened here. This guy, I mean, it was just, there's just no way you would remember anything. I think our our buddy and fame's internet troll, uh, some would say Rovert, uh, who we get along fine with, but, uh, you know, a lot of people do not. We're just glad he's on our I side. Th- <laughs> I think he said it best. Uh, TNA, and I'm paraphrasing him here, TNA has no historical significance or relevant history. No, I mean, what what is There's, what is a match type that you remember from I mean, TNA? What what's something you? I mean, what, honestly, if if I said TNA, the first thing, if you went around to every single wrestling fan and, and said, you know, TNA, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I, I, I it's gonna be like, you know, Russo or bad booking or just weird or money loss. I mean, it's it, it's not I, right. I mean, what what could it possibly be? I mean, who's gonna say, well, you know. Slammiversary 2005, or you know, you know what I mean? No, like, it's never. Maybe the Samoa Joe versus Kurt Angle. I mean, that's the only thing that any fan ever brings up is the Samoa Joe Kurt Angle thing, and that's one that I remember it's, as well. It was stuck in my head, and the rest of it is a complete blur. It's not going to be specific. Shows. Immortal? Is it going to be immortal? Is it going to be what? The hell was the um, when it was all the guys wore the suits? It was like Kevin Nash, Booker T, Sting, and the hell were those guys? Names? Yeah, it was, a, it was immortal. That's stable. Yeah, yeah. Was that immortal? I think so. Yeah, it was immortal. I don't think that was immortal. I don't think that well, was. I'm, I'm thinking of immortal. That, that just shows <laughs> right I mean, there how though. relevant That's... TNA is. Um, and I watch this shit every week. Um, it, look, you're not going to think of specific shows or specific moments. What you're going to think of are things like the X Division, which really at one time was sort of innovative and, and exciting. You're going to think of AJ Styles. 
Um, the, the the best match in TNA history, historical, and the one with the most historical significance to me, is the uh, is the first AJ Styles Christopher Daniels Samoa Joe yeah. match. So you have that. Um, look, I I think. Look, WWE is going to own the TNA tape library at some point. I think it's worth buying if only you could do a proper Sting DVD at that point. You could do a proper Kurt Angle DVD at that point. Those things will have some value. Um, but, I, you know, you're right, though. It's not – you could do a, like an X Division DVD or something along those lines. Um, if, if AJ Styles ever ends up in WWE, well – the TNA tape library would be essential if you're ever going to do anything along those lines with him. Main event mafia. That's um, it. Main event mafia. There you go. That was was immortal. Their enemies or how... uh, no, immortal came later. Oh, okay. Immortal was, was like, like Hogan. Or... that was like, it was like Hogan, Mr. Anderson. It was at that point where like, literally there was like fortune and immortal and everybody was on a side. Yeah. Like, or not, maybe it wasn't fortune. I forgot the other, but yeah, it was like essentially, yeah, it was as half of the roster was here and half the roster was there. So yeah, it was like, Rob Terry and Ric Flair and like yeah TNA it's you know and and, and I guess we could take look and the, the, the fact of the matter is it's like we talked about before they don't have a show scheduled till late January those yep. are television tapings that are scheduled in the UK so if they don't get a television deal they're not going to run television tapings okay now one thing that I didn't know is those are sold shows so the shows are going to happen regardless now will they be now if TNA decides to fold up shop because they don't get a television deal um, you know, they may not be TNA branded shows, but you know, there's going to be shows in the UK cause they're already bought. They're bought and paid for so, okay. something's going to happen, uh, you know, that weekend or that week in the UK or whatever. But if they don't have a TV deal, they're not going to, why would they film anything? I mean, you're not going to spend the money to film TV if you don't have anywhere to air it. So the fact of the matter is if sell some floppy disks with the, with the, with the videos <laughs> yeah. on there. Yeah. But I mean, the fact of the matter with some is quick time. Yeah. With some... So yeah, I mean, if, if they don't get a TV deal by the end of the year, they're going to cease to exist. I mean, they should fold up shop at that point. And if they choose to exist without having a TV deal, then I'm going to come back on the show and tell you that they're less relevant than the NWA. Because I think they will be less relevant than the TNA than the, the NWA, NWA at that TV. point. Well, not even just because of that. Um, you know, the, 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 the NWA's local. They're TV drawing. Well, TNA's drawing 200 TV tapings. Well, that's the, exactly. What the hell are they going to draw? What the hell are they going to draw to a house show exactly. in whatever? TNA is drawing. You know, West Virginia or whatever the hell they're going to they, run. They, like, they yeah. draw nothing. They drew 200 people to a casino show for their last set of TV tapings, and they had to turn the fucking lights off. If they don't have TV anymore, they're less relevant than the end. At least the NWA has an affiliation with New Japan. At least their champions are high profile because of that. Um, you know, they have champions like Tenkoji and Killer Elite Squad and, and Rob Conway. People know who these guys are. Look, I'm not see again, the point here isn't to prop up the NWA. The point here is the TNA is not so far ahead of it. It's, Spike is the only thing keeping TNA ahead of not only the NWA, but whatever your local <laughs> indie is. Uh, whoever I'm talking to out there. They, they, they're really, that's the only thing separating TNA. If they don't have TV, they're not going to be able to pay any stars. They're going to have to, uh, you know, scale back the roster and use essentially indie level talent or people who are willing to take indie level pay. Right. So, you know, at that point, they're either not going to exist or they're going to be an indie. So, you know, it, it's, that, that's the bottom line, but that's, Wow, we did an hour. That's a lot of TNA. We did an hour on TNA. That's well, it might be the last time. So before, I mean, yeah. So <laughs> it's 
We, we, there, there might be a time in the very near future where we spend a little bit more time talking about TNA. If but it's for a TV now, deal, I mean, you know, that'll yeah. be the next big thing. If they get a TV deal, that'll be a big story. If they don't get a TV deal, that's going to be a big story. Yes, then they're yes. just gonna so at some point in the next three months, we will talk about TNA again. And it's scary about, because a lot of the talent, you're seeing a lot of the same behavior from the talent that you saw with the ECW talent when none yes. of them well, wanted to believe that it was dying either. Mm-hmm. And and they just they they, they and it honestly could turn into one of those deals because a lot of the guys I mean they don't have I mean Richards and, and and Edwards are now taking bookings and their contracts are up and Bully's contracts are up it might just be you know like the two people that are left are just like all right when are they gonna call and then, like you know it just never happens yeah, like they, nobody ever calls them again like like some guys will still say I think I, I forgot who it is on, on the uh, the John Phil uh DVD that we've talked about and, and interviewed him about there was I forgot who it was that said like well I mean I've never gotten a call from him and that it's over and it was just like Jesus dude it's like like 2012 and he's like well i mean yeah. nobody ever told us it was over it just never ended and they, they said that's one of the biggest regrets is that just sort of floated there in space it was like never they never got a call from anybody they never it just stopped existing People, you know it just they, slowly went away a lot yeah, of the just, guys went to that show in arkansas not having a clue that that was going to be the last show i mean they, yeah, they thought and, they're, like they all say like they watched raw and, and Heyman came out on raw and they were just like oh all right well <laughs> i guess that's it then like they thought a miracle was going to happen and a tv yeah. deal was going to come through and Heyman was in la working on deals and it's the same thing here i mean they 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 all think that you know dixie has some deal in her pocket if you know how television works it doesn't they don't wait till this late in the game i mean it's 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 october 16th as we as we as we're speaking right now they don't yeah. have a TV deal. Where are you taping? What are you taping? Who's working for you? It's just like, you know, this stuff. Yeah, there'd be no reason. Why would TV networks do this? They're going to be out of fresh content before the end. Yeah, they're going to be running clip shows. They're going to be running clip shows December. by November. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're going to be running clip shows because pretty soon they're going to be out of fresh content and there's no TV deal. I mean, this is this is dire. And, and they're letting their talent take their own independent booking. They're not controlling yep. the indie bookings anymore, which is another sign. Look, man, this is this is serious business now. They... It, 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 they, there's a good chance that they're going to cease to exist very shortly. And then who's irrelevant? All right, we'll talk about a relevant promotion now, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Monday, they had their King of Pro Wrestling event, which uh, was the first uh, post-Ustream event. Uh, we, we, we all watched it on uh, Nico Nico, I believe. I, I, I had success. Did you have success as well? I could Now, I watched this show illegally. Because oh. uh, uh, Nico Nico will not take my debit card, and uh, it finally did. For it wasn't taking mine for the the longest time, and then whatever happened, I don't know what I, I tried it and it worked. So I don't know. There, there's some tutorials out there. I don't know. I'm sure you've tried them all. Yeah, but yeah it's, there's it's, a deal where you can purchase a gift card and then use that. Look, I yeah, and, he's a, he's a gift I just, card, maybe I'll do that. I just wanted to watch the fucking show. I wasn't gonna jump. I, I tried. It was frustrating. I could. It'll be solved at some point. I, 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 I was there with a fistful of cash, which they didn't want to take from me, so I just watched it illegally. Um, but hey, I tried to pay for it. But uh, yeah, I mean, King of Pro Wrestling, I thought was a uh, again, you know, New Japan usually doesn't let you down, and they didn't let me down here. I like this show. Did you see the entire show? I saw the entire show, and I I, I loved it. I thought, um, and, and the biggest thing, just kind of overall thoughts before we break down match by match. I thought this one especially, and I, I enjoyed the, uh, the 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 main events and you know the summit events and that sort of stuff. But I thought the first half of this show was the best. I, I don't know if I would say the best first half of a New Japan show I've ever seen, but at least the best I've seen in a long, long time, or at least in recent history. I mean, can you figure out a, a pay-per-view this year that had a better first half than this one? Except, for, for, obviously, some of the G1s might have, but even those were, were kind of worked at half pace. I loved the first half of the show. 
first half of the show was excellent. I thought by and, and I thought by the time the intermission rolled around that if the second half delivered in a big way, this was a show of the year contender. I don't think the second half delivered in enough of a big way to make it a show of the year contender, but it was still what I would call a very good show. And you're right, there wasn't a lot of there wasn't anything bad on the first half of the show. Um, even the opener, you know, the, the wacky tip. That was good, but it was, it was, yeah, it, it was, it was good. It was set to the right amount of time. I thought the timing of everything in the beginning was, was good. I thought that the, the results were good. I mean, with obviously with a Bushi winning and not, you know, a bullet club, you know, beat down and, and win, you know, I thought just everything, the first half I thought was booked and, and we'll, we'll talk about it, but Sakuraba, I didn't want to pull my eyes out after a Sakuraba match. Bad night for the Bullet Club. They lost that opener, the eight-man opener. Abushi pinned uh, Tamatango with the Phoenix Splash. And then we got into the NWA portion of the card, the irrelevant NWA working in front of uh, 9,100 people. Um, it's in a in a quote-unquote, uh, here we go again, sold-out sumo hall now. <laughs> the, the nurse have a, has a good idea here for the Bullet Club when they, uh, when they break up for a relevant uh she said wait are they called the ebola club and i said no it's the bullet club <laughs> the ebola club that's got i like the ebola club right? though yeah, yeah. That's, I, that's yeah. um the subgroup that that works outside of the the yeah that's i like it it's it's, it's that that gimmick would, it's it, relevant it, it's it, relevant it's topical and that's it's topical rich um so so tna when they get their tv deal will probably do it in about three years so yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh we moved into the uh, – th- there were two straight NWA matches. We had Chase Owens making his debut. He defended the NWA junior title against Bushi, which this is Bushi. This is probably the biggest singles match of, oh, I certainly, of yeah. Bushi's uh, New Japan career and probably career period, um, at least off the top of my head. Now, Chase Owens is a guy who I, I've seen plenty of. Uh, he was a little out of shape, I thought. He's, he's Yeah, he wasn't great here. I've seen him better in the, in the tapes that – because when you – a lot of people were saying, hey, I've never seen this guy before. And you, you passed around a few YouTube videos, and I watched those, and I went, oh, cool. This guy looks pretty good. Yeah, he didn't seem – it just seemed like a different person well, when I saw him. I mean, he – It looked like the same guy. I think I mean, he was clearly nervous because and, – and I think – this is this is going to sound weird, but you know what I think threw him off a little bit was the no-punch thing in New Japan because he was throwing the mm-hmm. weirdest-looking forearms I've ever seen in my life. He was throwing forearms that looked like a guy who never threw forearms before. Yeah, he, he looked, who who showed up at the arena and, and Bruce Starp had to say, "Oh, by the way, like he, yeah, he looked like a guy who <laughs> is used to working Southern NWA wrestling territories, throwing punches, throwing good and punches." And was told yeah. you got to throw forearms, and he was throwing like five arms. He was hitting people with the inside of his forearm, which was very strange. Um, he looked a little nervous, but he hit all of his big spots, and mm. he, you know he didn't botch anything, and the match was solid enough. I thought Bushi looked real good. Yeah, Bushi looks out. I thought it was a nice little match. I mean, you know, some people ripped it. Some people said it was okay. I don't think anybody. It was short. I mean, I thought it was. I, I don't know if it was good. I, I I'd put it in that in between good and and okay. I wouldn't say okay seems like I'm kind of putting it down, and I don't think I am. But it, it just there wasn't anything that really caught me. But I thought I, it, it was it was solid. Owens had some innovative offense, and uh, yeah, you know, I would like to see more of him and, and more of Bushi in, in singles I've matches. Seen, I think a little bit longer too would be nice. I've seen so. him have better matches than this. I saw the match where he won the title live when he beat uh, uh, he beat Kincaid in Houston, and that was actually one of those NWA New Japan joint shows at the end of last year. And uh, that was an excellent match. And I've seen him have uh, very good matches. He just seemed a little nervous, and, and, and it was a little shy. Look, I mean, he's never wrestled in front of 9,100 people before. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's going to be some jitters there. But I yeah. thought he did fine. I thought he hit all his big spots, and the match was well enough. And then, the, then they did the NWA World Tag Team title. Yeah, this was great. This was, was this, in your mind, was this the best KES uh, 
Tenkoji. I th- here's the thing. When, whenever they do this match, it always exceeds my expectations. I always think it's going to be an average run-of-the-mill match. It's always a pretty good match. It's never like a four-star, you know, very good match. But they always do a really good they, – they, they always outperform my expectations, and they did yeah, here too. I thought this one in particular was, was, was great. And it might have just been the ending because we got, finally got something new. But it looked like – and it looked like KES knew that too, that they were going over and, and they were working at a different – yeah, sort of this was the pace and moment. I mean, they, you could tell they were pumped from the beginning, and that's when I was kind of like, uh, 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 here we go, <laughs> like you know. And you could tell. I mean, at the end too. I mean, they really, did the, 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 you know, the the killer bomb. They really made sure it, it was impactful. And Archer was, you know, it was. I thought it was great. They, were, I, they I really did new. They did new and and fresh. This was listen. This was the twelfth time these teams faced each other. <laughs> the sixth time, like head to head, because there were you know multi multiple team matches and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they faced each other a million times on these eye pay per views, and they still managed to come up with fresh, new, and innovative spots at the in the closing stretch of the match, which I thought was commendable. Because and the end, the end's very significant. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. yeah. They 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 did they they had new reversals of the killer bomb, which they hadn't done in any of the previous matches. And 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 the finish was set up in a in a way that hadn't been done any. And when you wrestle that many times, it's difficult to keep coming up with new shit like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they finally KES finally won the titles back. Uh, hopefully, they have some defenses over here in the United States and some of the NWA territories. And the big bigger news coming out of that, I think, was yep. that it looks like Tenkoji might be breaking up. Because Kojima accidentally hit the lariat on Tenzan, so and then they pushed and shoved after the match. So they'll have. They they knew they couldn't add to their Hall of Fame resume because so, the <laughs> Hall of Fame balance had already come in. So they were like, "All right, well, you can bring us up now if you Absolutely. want." Absolutely. So. so they they, they, they <laughs> we've done all we can to, to get those ballots. We in, did so. what we had to do. Uh, hopefully, we've impressed <laughs> the voters. Uh, they'll have a short feud. It'll probably culminate at Dome. It gives both of those guys something to do at the Tokyo Dome. And I'm just assuming. I don't know that for a fact. Maybe it'll be a power struggle. Who knows? Well, actually, you know what? They'll probably team together at, in the tag league and break up officially there. Yeah, yeah. It'll be some bigger. Because this was just kind of push up. It wasn't like a total, like. Yeah. So they'll probably team together during the tag league, break up at the end of the tag league, and then face each other on January 4th. But for me, what's exciting about that is after that feud runs its course, which with New Japan, who knows, it could take three or four years. Uh, <laughs> As we'll, find, as we'll talk about in the next match. So, yeah. but I don't suspect it will because Kojima is 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 you know doing the whole uh, uh, Noah thing. So yeah, yeah. he may very well like Nagata have a nice run in Noah. Right. And I I'm excited because I think Kojima. You know I'm a big Kojima fan. I think yeah yeah va- it'd be nice to have him on his own. Again. Yeah, he's vastly underrated. Not only currently for a guy in his 40s, I think he's excellent, but historically I think he's vastly underrated as an all timer. Um, but he gets a chance to have another big singles run. And I think that's yeah. good. And, you know, a lot of good things came out of this. KES finally won the NWA tag team titles back. And Kojima's going to have himself a singles run. I don't know where Tenzan goes from here. Maybe now he finally sort of fades into the opening mm-hmm. match. So it's, the opening match, yeah. yeah. Which we've been talking about for a while now. And yeah, I think that's probably a good spot for And him. look, and this would be a good time. Do for the chops, do the chops, do the come Mongolian out. Chops, you know, which are still you're over. fine. But here's the thing. This would be good timing for it because he had a surprisingly good G1. And they had a nice tag title run with these NWA titles. This is a nice little segue for him. You know, and maybe he could have one big singles match at the Dome against Kojima. And then, but who knows? I mean, you know, you can't really – it's hard to read the tea leaves sometimes with this company because the next match, this Minoru Suzuki-Toro Yano feud has been going on for – got to be <laughs> Five years. two years at this point. 
it's 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 around it's got to be at least two years or at least a year and a half but yeah it's this match was watchable this was and that's what i was gonna say my i think it was watchable because basically the highlight was minoru suzuki just slapping the shit out of sakuraba and sakuraba slapping the shit out of him and it was like good they weren't rolling around there wasn't sakuraba in 10 minute hold it was five minutes I don't even remember Azuka being in the match, to be honest. I don't know what he did. You know why you know it wasn't terrible? Yeah. I'm going to tell you why it wasn't terrible. Because Sakuraba took it seriously for once. And that's that's what I was going to say. Is it was the first time that he looked like, okay, cool. You know, Let me actually build a feud here. Let me actually do something here. And 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 him and Suzuki just beat the shit out of each other, which is fine. I would have been fine if Sakuraba did this all the time. But it was when Sakuraba was kind of you know half speed and, hey, I'll put you in an arm bar. Or, you know, now I've rolled it into this leg lock. And it's just like, oh, okay. You know, and it's going on for 15 minutes or whatever. This one was, yeah, let's just slap the hell out of each other. And I'm, you know, we're shoot fighters. So let's just punch each other. My problem, okay, good. My problem with Sakuraba is... It's painfully, it's 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 so easy to see that he doesn't take pro wrestling seriously at this That's point in his career. He's just doing it because it's a tongue-in-cheek thing for him. He's doing it as like he's, he's Bob Sapp at this point. He's a he's the par- he's like doing a parody of a pro wrestler in a lot of these matches, and it annoys the fuck out of me. Take it seriously or go away. I I don't want to watch you if you're if you're if it's a tongue-in-cheek thing for you, and that's why his matches are bad. But when he takes it seriously. And he wants to perform well, like the Nakamura match a couple of years ago, which was a match of the year contender. And this match here, which was, you know, it, where you can tell the tone was different for him. It, it's a different story. So if, if he's going to be motivated and take the matches seriously and not treat it like a sideshow, uh, then I have no problem with him either. So and, and, and this wasn't bad. And it was the perfect length. The one thing yeah. I'll say about these Yano Suzuki Sakuraba shit fests is that they're always like below eight minutes, so you don't have. It feels like they're three hours long, <laughs> but they. But in reality, they're they're never very long. So, <laughs> can I just stop seeing them? No, I don't. It, it has to enough. end. You know, Minoru Suzuki. You told me. You told me it was gonna end. I, I swear to God, you said it was. Gonna I know, end and if at, you, like wrestling. And if you've noticed, I've stopped saying it because because <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's. I always think it's like gonna be. I think it was February. I think it was like new beginning or something. And you're like, well, it's gotta be it for this view. Yeah, it's it over. Gotta you be know? it. But here we go again. And they're listen. <laughs> Suzuki and Yano are facing each other every night of the tour that's coming up for Power Struggle. The Power Struggle tour, they're facing each other every night of the tour. Yeah, well, so it, it, it's it something marches we gotta see. forward. Um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title Three Way. This was Time Splitters, Young Bucks, and the uh, Forever Hooligans. Yep. Look, you know it's it's not one to match year contender, but like a lot of these junior tag matches, it was perfectly watchable. Solid match. Nothing wrong with it. Time Splitters retain. Uh, this will segue into the Junior Tag League, which I always forget exists. Uh, and then it kind of sneaks up on you. It's single elimination, eight teams every year. And, um, I, I, you know, I like this match well enough. The most memorable thing from this match was the Kozlov botch, which yes. the way it came off, I almost thought it wasn't a botch. I th- no, it was because that's that's what I was curious because I, I saw the gifts out. You know, obviously I, I, I did Brian Rose's review and I, I went at Senior Lariat's you know gifts or whatever. And I was looking at them and, and I saw that one and it was everybody was kind of reposting it, and retweeting it and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. I didn't w- without hearing the crowd, it, it it's completely different because then I watched it. And I was like, wait, was that the botch? Because the way he did it is he got his feet tied up in the ropes as well, which I don't know if that was him just being smart and, and, and doing that. So you had two referees trying to get him out. You had, you know, Rocky Romero trying to get him out. And you had the crowd laughing at him. And it's like, you know what? Hey, that actually kind of worked, worked in the context of, working, you know, yeah. Because it looked like it ended up looking And then he like, was like moving his arms around. He was like, oh, God. Right, you know, yeah, he, he was looked like he was it. just like, oh, shit. Listen, like, here's what I think happened. He went for sort of like to try to describe it to people, kind of like what ACH does when he does the, yes, uh, yeah, exactly. the Air Jordan where you bounce yeah. off the – but what happened was he, his foot slipped, 
and he ended up get, being getting tied up in the top and middle rope by one leg upside down. Now, like Rich said, they immediately, he immediately sold it like a comedy spot because he started flailing his arms around, and Rocky Romero is always very animated. They did a great job covering up the botch and making it look like a comedy spot. And in the, in the context of the match where it happened, a comedy spot worked. So it ended up being a botch, turned into a comedy spot, and it ended up actually probably working better than the dive would have. Yeah. So It would have been a little bit better if, if the Bucks didn't fall over for no reason. That made, but see, that played into the comedy aspect of it. Because then the, the pile of people on the ground took the bump anyway. <laughs> it was the Sinkara style. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah, it was utterly ridiculous. And, um, it, it, you know, I'm still not 100% convinced that it was a botch. I'm still not convinced. Okay. Now, I, I think it was, but I think he was just smart to, to turn it into something relevant. But... I'm not sure anyone is physically capable of intentionally getting tied up in the ropes like that because you're risking death. Death, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, or he could hit his head but, on his apron. But, I mean, but, I mean, that's the same move he botched when he threw out his shoulder during the, uh, um, what do they call that? Yeah, that's true. Their, what right. do they call their junior tournament? Uh, uh, the Super best Junior, of Super right? Juniors. So best of Super Juniors, yeah. Man, I can't – Rich, I'm creeping on 40. I'm, I can't remember <laughs> things. Um, it's okay. It's, we'll talk about Battleground next week. So, so you know, this, we'll review <laughs> Battleground. <laughs> what am I doing? Battlegrounds, unbelievable. I got. What was Battleground? I start that was taking a, a multivitamin or something. This is, this is awful. <laughs> Men's one daily. This is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I Battleground was only July. You're good. Don't worry about it. I don't know why I was thinking Battleground. I really honestly, <laughs> got, I forgot the point I was going to make. But uh, uh, yeah, this it was a match. You're a truther. Fine. You're you're a Kozlov truther. Yeah, so. I'm a Kozlov truther. I listen. I, there's part of me that thinks he did it on purpose. If he did, it was the most impressive uh, comedy spot in the history of wrestling because he really could have died <laughs> if he screwed it up. But uh, they just they they really covered for. It. See, why would they take the bump on the ground if it wasn't planned? That's where the conspiracy comes in. Okay, which, all right. All because right. wouldn't they be waiting for him? And then if he didn't fall into that, why would they take the bump? I don't know. Would everybody on the ground, <laughs> the Young Bucks, the Time Splitters, and Romero, and the Young, the young Lions, who were all down there on the yes, ground. Yes, they all, yeah. <laughs> why would they all take the – now, I could – you think all seven of those guys were thinking on their feet at in sync – to take the bump for a, for a guy that never – I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. It, that's why there's a conspiracy theory here. That's why I think it may have been on purpose. I, I I don't know. But if it was on purpose, I hope he never tries it again. Yes, because he'll kill himself. Because he's he'll, going he'll to kill himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, IWGP Junior heavyweight title match. Uh, the most boring wrestler not named Matt Hardy on earth. Uh, Ryusuke Taguchi defended the title successfully against El Desperado. Look, there was nothing wrong with this match. I was just bored to tears. Yeah. He just does nothing. He's just so perfectly, and, and we've said it month. I, 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 I'm getting sick of saying it, but he's just what he. He's just so. As I, I think I put it on the on the forums, I just said he's so perfectly average. It's just like doesn't really do anything terribly wrong. Doesn't really do anything great. Doesn't do anything bad. He's just kind of there. He does you know three amigos, and it, it, it's just I, I, I zone out. I just there's not. It, I retain nothing from this. I didn't even know he broke his ankle in this match. Do you even remember what could have done it or that he was selling? I, I don't. Well, remember I, anything. I think it turned out just to be like a really serious uh, sprain of some sort because he is okay, booked right, on so. the next tour. So if he had a broken ankle, I think they'd have to strip him and he missed. Because who said that? Somebody um, tweeted Meltzer out. Meltzer said he uh, broke his, his ankle. But yeah, but he got it from somebody. Let me find. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to find from who it was. There was somebody 
special, somebody that actually more, you know. Well, I don't have any information. All I know is he's booked on the next tour. Yeah, so uh, let me see if I can find out. But anyway, he to me he's Oh, it's Bruce Tharp. Our guy Bruce Tharp said that he broke so his Tharp ankle. Tharp said he broke the ankle. Yeah, I don't know. And we forgot to mention Tharp, who came out with Chase Owens. So good. And once again, was just utterly fantastic. He really walks that line. He comes right up to the line of being ridiculous and doesn't cross it. It's it's really he because it, he he's very he's on the precipice of being so outlandish that it takes you out of the out of the out of the show. You know what I mean? But he, mm-hmm. but he doesn't cross that line, and he's just great. And I don't know if you saw the Chase Owens promo video to build the match. Yeah. Did you see that? Where I did, he's yes, wearing yeah. the four different color, where Tharp is wearing the four different colored jackets, and he does that turnaround and point. Just fantastic. <laughs> just utterly fantastic. Bruce Tharp is the man. Uh, he now has a T-shirt available. I saw it. Yes. Which, if you go to our sponsor, is he still our sponsor? He is indeed. If you go sponsor. to our sponsor, <laughs> I'm right on top of things, people. I know what's going on with this. Uh, it's old man Lanza. Just now, you can just I, use your. No, all right, all right. Look, I. That's not an old man thing. That's just. Me. No, I was gonna say no, jo- Josh. I, I'm saying you can use that now. Oh yeah, that's a good. Point. You can just be like, oh, like, you're right. I'm spin, old. You know. I could spin this old man thing, even though. Yeah, I'm right. Fucking old. I don't know why people say. It. <laughs> you said it. I but we can spin this into why I'm completely out to lunch right, when yeah. it comes to this website that I supposedly co-own. I don't even know who the sponsors are. But anyway, um, there's a new Bruce Tharp t-shirt, which you, which hopefully you can get from uh, purusushop.com, from Puro Yutsume, because uh, I think that one's going to be a hot seller. But uh, but yeah, w- which match were we talking about? This thing's going off uh, the we, uh, The next one was – oh, so we got the Taguchi. Oh, Taguchi. Yeah, I, I, just don't, wanted, I don't have to say Yeah, the only other thing it. I wanted to say about that is Taguchi is like the Matt Hardy of Japan. Matt Hardy is a perfectly competent pro wrestler who does a lot of things well, but I don't ever want to watch Matt Hardy wrestle. He bores me to tears. There's nothing – especially a Matt Hardy singles match. It's like when he was in ROH and I wrote this, I reviewed a Matt Hardy match in uh, the next edition of uh, Lanza Reviews 10's Random Matches, which is going to go up soon, but I didn't want it to get lost in the shuffle of some of this stuff that was coming out. So I got two more matches to review and we're going to get a new edition of that. And I said that about Matt Hardy uh, in one of the reviews in that piece. He's just so boring. And when he was in Ring of Honor, I would just dread his matches and I would roll my eyes and I'm like, why do I have to sit through this fucking 15-minute Matt Hardy match, which has no juice, no excitement, nothing going on? Can I please get to the Red Dragon match? Can we get to the ACH match? Can we get to the Michael Elgin match? Can we please just get Matt Hardy out of here? It's just I, – I can't stand it. He's just boring. But the thing is, it's just like Taguchi. It's not that I don't think they're good. It's weird. They're good. They're good. You just don't they're, retain they're anything. It's just over and you just forget it. But yeah. they're just dull as dirt, and I just – I don't want to watch. And uh, I really hope Taguchi loses this title soon. I, I, I want him to just go away. I want him to slip into the openers or become a freelancer and just go away. I just – I no interest in watching the guy. All right, so. All right, so uh, move on here. We had uh, what I thought was the match of the night, and I think uh, a lot of other people had it as well. Uh, Ishii and Yujiro had a, uh, a really good match for the Never title. Uh, obviously, Ishii won uh, the title beating uh, Yujiro, the, the, the previous champion. Uh, I, I – thought this was awesome. I thought this was the best I've seen Yujiro in, in probably ever. And I, Ishii just astounds me. I mean, that guy just, especially the thing that he takes, why did the suplex into the corner? I mean, the guy can barely move his neck and he's just God, He's just amazing. This has been his year. Best match on he's the show. He's been so good this year. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. And uh, best match on the show. Bad night for the Bullet Club. I think they lost every match. They lost everyone. Yep. And they lost their titles. And 
yeah, this was the best match on the show, I thought. I didn't think it was a match of your contender. I will say this about Yujiro. He takes a lot of shit from a lot of people. But every single time that Yujiro is put in a position in a big match, his match yeah, is delivered. He delivers, yeah. The Naito match That's is delivered. Just... This match delivered. He always delivers in a big match. Now, to be fair, he's always in there with excellent workers when he's in these big matches. But, you know. It takes two to tango. There you <laughs> go. It takes two to tango. And, and he, listen, I, I, you, when Yujiro's in a big match, it doesn't let me down. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't have this hatred for Yujiro that other people have. With that said, I see where they're coming from. He's very sloppy. And uh, th- th- that is a valid criticism. He is sloppy, but I don't know. He, I, when he's in a big match, I, I always enjoy them. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have this hatred for you, Drew. All right, definitely good. Uh, we'll move on here. We had a uh, Hiroki Goto and Shibata defeated uh, Nakamura and Yoshihashi in a pretty good match. Um, it, it more was to set up uh, the future Shibata-Nakamura uh, match here. Goto and, and Hashi were just kind of background fodder for that, which is going to be an awesome match. Yeah, Shibata Nakamura. At yeah, power struggle. Be not, not at the dome, unfortunately. Yes, don't get to, don't get too well, excited. Well, they needed it, something it. to headline power struggle. Yes, so, yes. So. And that, that that's definitely a headline caliber event. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole world knew that Yoshihashi would take the fall here. Yoshihashi is is starting to get over as the feisty weak link in these tag team matches with Nakamura and and Okada. Um, so um, from that standpoint, they're they're doing something with him slowly. Um, the the Goto Shibata matches have been disappointing. They haven't had bad matches, but they always let me down. They're never as good as I hope that they're going to be. And, you know, and that's weird saying that because as I look through my notes, I'm pretty sure that I gave this match four stars. Let me see. Yeah, I gave this match four stars, but Hmm. for some reason, I always have these unrealistic expectations for these Goto Shibata tag matches because I really think both of those guys are excellent. So, um, I'm, I'm, again, I'm looking forward to them in this tag league that's coming up. And uh, hopefully they can deliver in some of those. But, you know, it all depends on the opponents and whatnot, too. But this was probably the best Goto and Shibata match. But they haven't had – well, it definitely was, actually, I I think. Um, But they haven't had that one breakout, huge, spectacular performance in a tag match yet that I've been waiting for, which is why they keep letting me down. I keep waiting for it to happen, and it doesn't happen. Uh, I gave this one four. It was probably a generous four, probably close to the three and three quarters or three. And yeah, a that's half. probably where I'd put it. I put, I put it probably about three and a half. But, it, it was fine. But my notes say four, so that's what it was. That's uh, you're sticking with so, it. So yeah, can't you know, change, can't change your star ratings, right? Yeah. I actually gave four matches here. Uh, four <laughs> stars are better. Uh, the Yujiro Ishii, I gave four and a half, which I thought was the best match. Yes. Yeah. And the two matches that we're going to talk about, I gave those both four. Uh, but yeah, so. You know, it, it served its purpose. It, it, it and, 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 you know, in the preview, that's what I wrote. I thought that it would set up Shibata Nakamura. That was really yeah. the purpose of it. So, Absolutely. Uh, we had it for the number one contenders of the IWGP heavyweight title at the Tokyo Dome. We have Kazuchika Okada defeated Taitsu Naito uh, in 19 minutes. This, um, as you mentioned, or as Brian mentioned in the review, and I think you mentioned as well on Twitter, it took a little while to get going, but once it got going, I thought it was awesome. So I thought that really saved it. I, I enjoyed this one probably more than you did, just because I thought those last five to ten minutes I thought were really good. But the, the, the first, I get it, the first ten or so were, were, were very slow. I gave it four because the closing stretch saved it. I thought it was a weird structure with Okada working from underneath and Naito mm-hmm. trying to work a more vi- – sometimes when Naito works like subtle heel and works vicious, it works. I don't think it worked here. And I didn't like seeing Okada sell as much as he did. Um, I think people who don't typically like the New Japan style might like this match. 
because it, it was, was a WWE style match. It yeah, it was not those, New Japan whatsoever. It, and and the main event as well is another one we'll talk about it as well. Yeah, I, I, both of these did not feel like New Japan. Yeah, because Naito events. controlled they, yeah. the majority of it. Right, and then, and then it, it had that Okada came out of nowhere and and won. And, well, not really out of nowhere. It had that cookie cutter structure. You know, the heat segment, the, the comeback. It's just you know, it, it's New Japan typically is more back and forth. Maybe that's why it didn't appeal to me as much. I mean, I, I'm sitting here ripping a match. I gave four stars. I mean, because <laughs> because the closing stretch was excellent and and really saved it for me. And Okada has great closing stretches. You know, he's one of the best in the business, if not. And he's the getting best. subtlety down more than he really and, and people is. Have I mean, he too. Yeah, he's better. really starting to get the facials down and the subtlety and every movement he makes at the end is. Yeah, he he's he's incredible. I I, I can't wait to see this next reign when, when he's champion and see what he can do with it because I think he's just improved a bunch and I think Naito again. I think this was another example that he's he's sort of gotten over you know whatever was ailing him last year and he's having a really good year. I thought this was another you know feather in his cap for another good year. So two pros working at a level above everybody else. <laughs> Four stars. Four baby. stars. All right, main event time. We had uh, Tanahashi beating AJ Styles in a bit of an upset and a bit of a shocker here with the high five flow. Obviously, to become the 61st IWGP champion, and then he's got some record breaking as well. He uh, he he breaks the record of uh, Fu- uh, Fujinami uh, for the most uh, IWGP reigns, and is also going to break break the reign for you know combined days as champion and all that good stuff. So basically, a legend, you know, a, a historic you know title win here. I thought the match itself was good. I, I the the finishes his. A lot of people have been arguing about it, and there's been some sort of debate about it. What are your thoughts on it? I wish I hadn't watched it spoiled. I fell asleep at the intermission. I watched the rest of the show the next day. And, uh, you know, because obviously nobody expected Tanahashi to win. It had a lot of... Did any of us predict in the uh, our predictions? I don't, I don't think, think so. anybody did. No, because we all expected... You'd be, you'd be out of your mind. Yeah, I mean, We all expected be... Okada Styles because Okada needs to get revenge on Styles. Styles has gotten the best of Okada all year long. So I don't know what long-term story they're telling. I don't know where Okada is going to get his revenge on Styles if it isn't winning the title back in the dome. Um, but we'll get to that. The match itself, I thought, look, it had all those shenanigans that I don't want to see in a New Japan main event for this title. I'm not going to beat, you know, we beat that to death when Styles won the title to begin with. We're not going to, I don't want to go over that ground again. I don't like that stuff, not in New Japan, not for this title. I don't mind it in WWE because I don't take that title as seriously or that company. I don't mind it in Dragon Gate because I don't take that title or that company because the shenanigans are part of the package when you're talking about WWE and Dragon Gate. It has never typically been part of the package in New Japan. This title has been protected, so I don't like that stuff. But the story here was that all of that stuff was sort of a tease to make you think, oh, God, here we go again. But Tanahashi overcame all of those shenanigans in yeah, every turn. Right, right. Jarrett pulling the ref out of the ring. Jarrett was, a ref bump, yeah. Yeah, Jarrett was going to use uh, the guitar. But then Yoshihashi, not Yoshihashi, Yoshitatsu. <laughs> Yoshi, Your guy, you bumped it. Yoshitatsu, of all people, uh, runs Jarrett off and stops him from using the guitar. And now Yoshitatsu, Yoshi, Yoshitatsu. Jeez. Yoshitatsu. <laughs> I combined Yoshitatsu and Yoshihashi <laughs> that time. When they become their tag team, this, this is going to be, be a name, nightmare. So. Uh, Yamamoto. I'm just going to call him Yamamoto. Well, you know what? To be honest, um, it is going to be a nightmare. They they probably should not have two Yoshi playing. I mean, Yoshitatsu and Yoshihashi are are that. Come on, that's very very close. I mean, I, I don't blame you for mixing that up. People are going to we're going to mix it up for the next year. Yoshihashi so deal with it. is the man's last name, and which they've split into. They eliminated his first name, and he just goes by his last name. Yeah. And Yoshitatsu is now a combination of it's one word. One word, Yoshitatsu. 
which is his father's name or something, which is why he yeah. picked it for WWE. And they're pushing him as for, as WWE's Yoshitatsu, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, but he's also been given the gimmick as the as the Bullet Club Hunter, which I think is really cool. And, you know, he even has gear now. You know, along with the Bruce Tharp gear, there is now Yoshitatsu gear of him being the Bullet Club Hunter. So in his first match, is going to be against AJ Styles at Power Struggle. So anyway, he made the save and ran Jared off. So he's back in the fold. Hasn't been there since 2007. Used to be the tag team partner with Tanahashi. They were the uh, something dragons. Slipping my mind. He was also a tag team partner with Yuji Nagata at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, way back in the day. So it looks like uh, you know he's back in the fold uh, for good here. I know he holds some uh, titles here in the States. Some independent titles. I don't know if he's going to continue. I think he's working this weekend. Yeah, he's working this weekend. And uh, I forgot what city it was. Yeah, somewhere. Sorry, I forgot where. Well, he works but... for Chase and Rance's promotion in, in Orlando. He, he, uh, Maybe it was that, yeah. Yeah, I believe in wrestling. But I don't know if he's uh, going to continue to live in The Florida. Dragon's nickname was one of the uh, – uh, uh, one that they definitely had to uh, rack their brains out. They were called the New Japan Dragons. Yeah, the New Japan so. Dragons. Yeah, the Dragons. <laughs> the one that they really had to – I couldn't think of it because it was just the Dragons. It was so – That's all yeah. it was. Uh, there was yeah. no prefix. It was just the Dragons. Um, but anyway, so he's back in the fold. He helped his old friend uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi – who he also, of course, was doing a dollar store version of Hiroshi Tanahashi's gimmick when he was in WWE, which was no accident either. Uh, uh, but anyway, he helped his old friend at any rate, ran off Jarrett. And uh, Tanahashi won, and the crowd went fucking ape shit because I don't think they were expecting it either. No, they were. You could tell it was one of those hushes that they kind of go. It was, it was an excited hush, but it was definitely a hush. Yeah, they, were, they, went, they, were they, they blew up, and then, you know, they, they, were, they were shocked. And I would have been shocked too if I, wasn't, if I hadn't seen it spoiled. And, um, you know, so he, moving forward. I think the big thing here is this is sort of that light bulb booking that I always talk about with Gato and Jado. You don't really see where they're going. And then when they go there, you're like, well, you know what? That makes a shit ton of sense. How can you not go with Tanahashi and Okada in the dome? I mean, it's just, it made too much sense. Why didn't any of us think of it? I mean, it's, it's, it's clearly their biggest match and you can't fuck around when you book that building. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't take chances. It's kind of like WrestleMania. You know how WrestleMania always gives you, yeah, well, and, and I think it speaks to it. We, we also, if you remember, we, we talked about that a little bit of that they should have taken a chance on AJ during the Destruction Tour or, or a few other these other tours and seen what they had with it. But we never really got that. So I, I get the justification here. I mean, yeah, obviously this show did well. But, yeah, I get why you would not maybe feel totally good about having AJ Styles go there. That would all make sense why they didn't test AJ as right. a draw because they weren't planning on a main eventing that show to begin with. They were just going back to their two big dogs. And you know what? There's a lot of people complaining, oh, this shit again. They haven't wrestled. By the time that match hits the ring, they will not have wrestled for 15 months. Where are these people coming from with that complaint? I understand they wrestled six times in the span of two years, which really isn't a lot either. Uh, you know, to plug the article you just wrote today, yeah. people should go look at some of those John Cena, Randy Orton statistics if they want to see two guys who wrestle too much. These two guys have wrestled seven times but only six relevant times because the seventh mm-hmm. time was when Okada was a, uh, was a young lion. Yeah. It was like four minutes or some ridiculous. It's hard, like, it's hard yeah. to count that one. So yeah. they wrestled six times and then they kept them apart for 15 months. And these are your two biggest stars. And this is your biggest show ever. This is your biggest show ever. At least uh, in terms for, I'm talking about for Gato and Jado as the bookers. This is their biggest show ever. They can't fuck around. They gotta, they gotta put a big time main event in that building. They have to grow on what they drew last year, and this match gives them the best chance to do that. So I don't blame them for going in this direction with the booking. 
it actually I, I I'm embarrassed that I personally didn't see this coming. We should have saw this coming, Rich. And nobody did. It wasn't just us. Everyone on Earth thought it was going to be Okada and Styles yeah. in that main event. We thought it was going to be Tanahashi. Well, it makes sense for we the story. We thought it was going to be Tanahashi sense. and Jarrett. What the fuck were we thinking? <laughs> I mean, that sounds absurd now, doesn't it? It does. But, I mean, I, I guess the logic would have put – I mean, not looking at, at business side, the logic of the story would have had Okada defeating Styles because he's the one that took it away from him. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, – yeah, I mean, in retrospect, yeah, it, it it seems to make more business sense to go this way. But no, it, from the from the concept of the story and the concept of the whole o o Okada rise, you know, rising from the ashes story, it would have worked that way. But no, I get it either way. Masawa and Kabashi had sixteen relevant singles matches just because again they had a couple when they were younger, and then they had a couple in Noah when they were older. Which I'm just going to count the All Japan era. Uh, Masawa and Kabashi, I'll use them as an example. They had 16 matches against each other. Did anybody complain? No. Of course not. And their matches averaged about every four and a half to five months they wrestled each other. On average, during that run. So, I mean, there's your perspective. No one said, ah, that's enough of that shit. Who wants to see Masawa and Kabashi again? Nobody said that. Because here's the difference. When the matches deliver, and that's another big theme for the article you wrote, the Orton Cena matches never deliver. Right, yeah. Or almost never deliver. What they would they have two matches that I think stand out out of the singles matches? Yeah, two matches that, that that got over that yeah, universally or, or, or praised. Stars or whatever. Or yeah, that both guys, yeah. Okay. So for the most part, yeah. No, even even Dave Meltzer, who loves WWE main events and loves Orton, still didn't even rate them all that well. well so. Masawa Kabashi delivered every time. Yeah, nobody cared. So, they could have wrestled every night so nobody would have cared. They wrestled in every champion carnival, which is their G one in all Japan. They wrestled in all of them from 1992 to 2000. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes twice, because then they'd face each other in the semis or the finals after facing each other in the round robin. And no one complained. They wrestled every four months between those years. These guys haven't wrestled in 15 months by the time January rolls around. I'm sorry, but people who think this match is overdone, you're way off base. These are the two biggest stars, and they haven't wrestled in 15 months. If they wrestle, I mean if they wrestle six times again, in 2015, I'll come back on this show and say that they're yeah. wrestling too much. But as it stands now, they have not. They have not faced each other. They've been kept apart in the G1. They've been in opposite blocks this year, and they haven't wrestled in 15 months. I do you think that this is overdone? I, I don't. I mean, the, the one complaint I had, and, and and it's still even from the moment I, you know I found out that Tanahashi won, is I, I I still like the story of Okada beating AJ Styles at the Dome to me, and that's me completely taking the business sense out. To me, the story of that. Makes more sense to me. I like the story of that more. It's more aesthetically pleasing that Okada, you know, has come back. You know, he's rebuilt himself over these six months, and that's where you can kind of get into the, you know, I've become a, I've become a bigger deal. I've become hard, you know. A, a, we talked about the facials and that sort of stuff. There's, there's a lot you could build into that and make it really work and make it make sense. So to me, I would still would have probably preferred that as the main event. But it's not like I'm going to complain about this being the main event here. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's okay, cool. You know, I, I've seen it a lot, but it's been good every time I've seen it. So. Yeah, I'm gonna be really upset about a potential five star match main eventing the biggest show of the year for New Japan. I'm not. I mean, yeah, how can you? Not I'm not gonna complain about that. I mean, great. it's like it's gonna be an awesome match. So what? What can I possibly get mad about? I'm not gonna complain about that. It's gonna be great. And it's not like we've seen if we saw it at, at, at destruction. If we saw it a month ago, and it, but it's been it's simmered for a long time. It's been now a, 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 a you know as you said 15 months since we've seen it. So I'm anticipating it again. I'm, I'm yes, I would have preferred. Fucking real hyped. I'm real excited. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait. You know. I now mean, I'd prefer AJ and Okada in the main event, but. 
I'm not going to complain about this because it's going to be great. I, so I can't. You know, <laughs> and Okada does at some point have to get his comeuppance on Styles. And I, right, right. I, I really don't know how that happens. I, I'm assuming Okada beats Tanahashi. And um, if he does, I mean, does he then beat Styles with Styles challenging for the belt? That's not really good. Why would you give that fucker a title shot if if presumably you don't <laughs> like him? I mean, that that the psychology would be I think it's I think it's more likely that he'll be out of Bullet Club before Okada gets his revenge. I completely is. look, I've said from day one, I think the long term best use of AJ Styles is to eventually have the Bullet Club turn on him. Yeah. Because he works. Make, make him a baby face. Absolutely. And, and, and they'll, maybe they'll have a match where he's a baby face at, you know, main eventing some, some random card throughout the summer. And it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be good. You know but what? Yeah, you I don't think he's going to be part of You make an club, excellent so. point. He can lose a match at Dome, get kicked out of the Bullet Club, have a little feud with Carl Anderson, and then down the line sometime at the end of 2015, have a baby, maybe win the G1. Yeah. Okay. And maybe at some point... I'd almost save him. Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, yeah, I'd save him. You know, and then, and then maybe you can do the match down the line as a face. And, you know, Okada can beat him then, do the handshake deal. At the end, you know what I mean? That's a possibility, too. But, uh, you know, nobody cares about fantasy booking. But, um, <laughs> the anyway... What? They probably do. Now we're going to get a bunch of comments. No, I like when you guys I, do it more. I, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan Listening of it either. Listening to people but... fantasy book is the fucking <laughs> so... worst. It's, it's, there's nothing I want to do less than listen to people fantasy books. So the less we do of that, the better. But we're just trying to plot out where Okada would get his revenge here because he has to at some point on Styles. He's never gotten it. I mean, I, G1 wasn't enough for me. I mean, you know what I mean? No, I just, no. I, I don't know. But um, did he even beat him at G1? Um, ooh, I can't even remember. yes, yes, well, didn't well, he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the first night. Yeah. But it wasn't enough to, I mean, it wasn't like the, yeah, because that was the one we talked about where, where nobody interfered or whatever, so. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, that's not enough for me. No. It would have to be down the line at some point. But yeah, maybe it'll be as a face. I, I do think that um, that will be the long term for, for Styles. Yeah, but, I agree. But who the hell knows? Um, now, one thing I wanted to mention about this show that uh, I, I thought I, I, we got sidetracked earlier when it went off the rails. Technically, it was a sellout because they sold every ticket. Sumo Hall holds 11,000 fans, but they only sold 9,100 tickets. Mm -hmm. So they sold every ticket. If you walked up, you couldn't get in. But it's hard really to call it a Sumo Hall sellout. Because the building holds 11,000 people. What they did right, was, when you're... it's it's a, in the sumo hall, it's like they have these weird seats where you lay. You don't sit, you lay. It's like you, le you're, you lay your legs out flat. You like you, you like got to bring a pillow. It's like this whole weird thing. The sumo seats. Yeah, the sumo, the sumo seats, right. Yeah. So they, they come in box seats of four apiece. But for whatever reason on this show, they sold those as two-seaters. They sold those as double tickets instead of um, quad tickets. So there were only 9,100 tickets available for the show, which they sold all, all of the tickets. But they didn't have – they only had 9,100 people in the building as opposed to mm – -hmm. and they didn't even have 9,100 people in the building because a lot of people didn't show up because of the typhoon. The typhoon, yeah. So if James you, Storm. James Storm was nearby. So that's James Storm was you know, threatening to hit. <laughs> so if, when you watch the show, you see a lot of empty seats, but those seats were sold. Plus there was, was going to be a lot of empty seats anyway because the four-seaters only had two people in them. So it was really weird. You know, you, you had everyone saying this was a sold-out show, and then people were watching it and saying, wait a minute, look at all those empty seats. Yeah, I mean, you could see red seats. Everywhere, the, yeah. The, the hard cam and everywhere, yeah. You had people no-showing because they didn't want to die in the typhoon. And then you, they, then you had the, the what came out the next day 
that they sold the four seaters as two seaters. So look, there's nothing. Look, 9,100 people, 9,100 tickets, I should say, sold is nothing to yeah, nothing be ashamed to of. At, but, but for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't know if it was some kind of deal they a were pure running. sellout is yeah, is hard to. And there was there was you know there it was a turn away from what we understand. All the tweets coming from Japan that day, there were people getting turned away. I mean, they could have sold more tickets. So yeah. it's really strange that they did it that way. I don't, I don't know how the sumo seats work. I don't know if you have to look. It's, I, I don't know. All I know is they offered ninety one hundred tickets and they sold ninety one hundred tickets. I don't know why they only offered ninety one hundred tickets. That's a mystery to me. So TNA and New Japan, they both technically sold out, even though neither building was filled to capacity. So right. I just wanted to make note of that. Exactly. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit here. Uh, Junior Tag League and Power Struggle. We have some tours coming up that we want to talk about. The, uh, some of these shows are probably going to show up. Uh, we'll probably be able to see a, a decent amount of these. Some are going to show up on Nico Nico. Uh, some are on Samurai TV and will probably be uploaded at some point or not. But there's some interesting stuff here. Uh, do you want to break down the Junior Tag League first or do you want to go uh, just kind of go over this tour real quick? Because I, like, I have our brackets as well. I have our hot Junior Tag League brackets. Uh, the Junior we'll Tag League. Yeah. The Junior Tag contest, League. Yeah. I mean, that looks awesome. I mean, it does. Yeah, let's let's break it down here. So we'll start with the first round here. Here are the teams. You have uh, Jushin Liger and Tiger Mask, the fourth uh, versus the Young Bucks will be a first round matchup. Uh, you have Fuego versus Taguchi and then El Desperado and Taichi, uh, another first round matchup. And the, oh, the on, winners of all four. Yeah. You just confused the, the shit out of me there. Um, what are, wait, what, what's the go, go through the okay, match? So what's the first match? Oh, I'm not going through them. I'm going through the bracket. Yeah, the here. bracket. What's the first? Uh... Uh, the first list on that is, is Liger and Tiger Mask versus the Bucks. Okay, Liger and Tiger Mask versus the Bucks. Okay, and then they face the winner of. Uh, then they face the winner of Fuego and Taguchi or El Desperado and Taichi. Okay, so Fuego is teaming with Taguchi. Yes, yes. sorry, I'm going to fix that up. El Desperado yeah. is teaming with Taichi. Taichi, yes. Okay, and th- so, okay. And the winner then, they'll go on to the semis, the, the, the winners of, of both of those. Uh, you have the Time Slitters versus Forever Hooligans. That's a first round matchup. Uh, and they will face the winners of Bushi and Masquerada Dorada and Red Dragon. Your boys, Red Dragon, making another appearance. So she'll be awesome. They that's that's gonna be cool. I hope that they, they don't lose in the first round. That would suck. <laughs> that would make me very very upset. I don't but. think they will, um, because Bushi just isn't at that level, and I don't think they're gonna bring them into losing the first round and then, um, you know, just work underneath the rest of the tour. I think they'll at least get to this to the semis. Um, here's the thing. Time splitter. This is single elimination. Unlike the heavyweight tag league that's coming up. Unlike yeah, the yeah. other round robin tournament. This is single elimination. Time splitters aren't going to win because they're champions. The whole idea is to set up the challengers. That now does this wrap? This wraps up before power struggle, right? This um, the, the the finals are going to be on. Oh um yeah. No, I is it okay? No, it is. Yes, yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It's on the uh, the uh, November third show, which is a samurai TV show. So we'll definitely get it. And that's the one that has the big uh, this, the big eight man that we'll talk about. Here in a little bit as well, yeah. the Tanahashi, Shibata, Makabe, Goto, versus Okada, Nakamura, Ishii, and Yoshihashi. It's just going to be fantastic, fucking incredible. Yeah, but that's yeah. So it'll wrap up. It won't wrap up at Power Struggle. It'll wrap up on the third on a Samurai TV show. So the winners of the tournament will either face the Time Splitters at Power Struggle, or maybe they'll hold it off for Tokyo Dome. They'll probably do yeah. it at Power Struggle. Um, so the Time Splitters can't win. Who do you see winning this thing? Oh man. Liger and Tiger, no. <laughs> um, you, I don't know. Um, well, you know what? Liger and Tiger Mask aren't going to win because presumably Liger will be facing, we didn't talk about this, but he's probably facing Chase Owens either at Power Struggle. Correct, yeah, yeah. Because he can't. Oh, wait, yeah, we did forget to mention yeah, that. The awesome, yeah, his awesome, his awesome English Yeah, because <laughs> promo. Bruce Tharp called him out. Bruce Tharp basically said, Bushi's a piece of crap. 
we want real competition. Those might have been his exact words. We want real competition. We want Liger. And Liger came out in a suit, a suit and the mask, like the Lucha guys do, which I always love that gimmick. And then Liger cut a promo in English and said that he's coming for that. He basically said he's ta- he, he, he mentioned retiring, and he said he wants to have one last title run before he retires. So I would expect Liger to beat Chase Owens at some point. Either yeah, power so I, struggle yeah. or, or a dome, but we don't we don't know which show that's going to be. So chances are, and I mean they're not going to beat the Young Bucks in the first round anyway. Let's be honest. But yeah, no. you know what? A couple years ago, Gato and Jado had a big upset and made a nice run in this tournament as a team. So you never know. Sometimes they throw in some wacky booking when it comes to this. But I yeah, for all those reasons, I think the the Bucks would beat uh, Liger and Tiger Mask. This isn't Noah, so Liger and Tiger Mask likely aren't going very far. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Bucks winning would make sense, but it's kind of like, yeah, that's boring. Uh, would Red Dragon, I, there, there, would there be any way? Because that'd be awesome. That'd be really cool just to have them get a throwaway. Well, I'm rooting for I'd like them to win. Yeah, I don't. It's going to be the Bucks, right? It's going to be the Bucks or Red Dragon, I would think. Yeah. Um, it's going to be the Bucks, I think. You can't do I'd be disappointed if the Hooligans won. Um, I don't think either team would, with, with that involves a lucha guy is it, I, yeah no. i don't think either one's gonna well i definitely think red dragon's beating bushi and dorada mm-hmm. taguchi and fuego could they could go Taichi kind of far and they could maybe even get to the finals they could maybe if red dragon were to make it to the finals i could maybe see them in the finals but yeah that i, I don't see the winning though they yet. could definitely win in the first round though i think that's a 50 oh certainly yeah i think it's i think i think you know what the hooligans could beat the splitters in the first round i just don't mm-hmm. think they'll win the whole thing um, the winners of the splitters and the hooligans would face Red Dragon, right? Yes, correct. Well, if if they can beat Bushi and Mascarada Torada, which uh, okay, here's what I think is going to happen. Hopefully, they do. For God's sake, please. I think I've sorted it out here. Okay. Okay. Fan- again, we're <laughs> yeah. I hate fantasy this booking. Well, fantasy we're, we're, well, you know what? This isn't really fantasy booking. This no, that's true. You're playing we're, out we're, a tournament here. Breaking it down, yeah. I think the time splitters will beat the hooligans. I think Red Dragon advances. They're going to beat Bushi and Dorada. I think Red Dragon beats the Time Splitters. Okay, so they're in the finals. Red Dragon. They get to the finals. And I think Red Dragon will then win the tournament because then they'll have the tournament win and the win over the Time Splitters. Yeah. Which would, would set them up very strongly for a title match. I agree. That'd be fun. Here's but the, it's going to be the Bucks. <laughs> here's the wrinkle in that. What do you think of this wrinkle, though? Yeah, okay. And this is maybe where you're going to take the Bucks because of this wrinkle. Red Dragon are the ROH tag team champions, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Politically, would ROH be okay with them? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I don't know the answer to that. Do, does ROH take themselves... Do they Do they think it's enough of an honor to be associated with New Japan, or do you think that they want their guys protected when they're in New Japan? Well, do we use the Elgin background to, to apply here? I mean, is it the same thing as PWG, or... That's what I mean. Do they? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If they, Japan, they, in other words, as look, who cares? You know, we're just getting the publicity, and and you know, we're so, our guys should right. Be we're so happy to be associated with New Japan that it's okay. That yeah. We'll allow our guys to do a high-profile job. Right, right. Because in this case, it's okay if they look like they're substandard to you know. Right, because the the, the one of the top teams in in Japan in the world. So yeah, as I, yeah. PWG, they see themselves as above PWG. Right, and then their their champion shouldn't lose there. Yeah, I, I get that. I don't um, know the answer to that. I'm asking your. Opinion. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I would guess that they would be. Seattle is weird sometimes. <laughs> uh, I would assume that they'd be okay with it, but I wouldn't want to bet on so that. You're going with the Bucks. 
I would still go with the Bucks. I think that's just the safe, basic sort of pick there. I mean, Red Dragon would be cool and it'd add a nice wrinkle, but yeah, I would just go with the Bucks. I, I would go with the safe one here. What teams can realistically win? Uh, the Bucks. Um, forever Hooligans, I guess, could realistically, and Red Dragon is about the only ones I can think of. Um, and maybe the Fuego and Taguchi, but that that no, I would be shocked about that. that that's really, it. I mean, Splitters obviously, there, there's no reason for that. Uh, Bushi and Dorado, that that would make no sense. And Liger and Tiger Mask, no, not a chance. So what about Taichi and Desperado? <laughs> I don't think so, but uh, I hey, don't know. I think there's a lot of guitars. There's gonna be a lot of guitars and mics being played there. I'm gonna to, like the that. The problem is they'd have to get through the Bucks. The only way I could see them. Is it, it would be shenanigans. Is if Liger and Tiger Mask upset the Bucks, which would pop yeah, the crowd. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to stick with Red Dragon. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Bucks, but I, I could see either of those two. I, I prefer Dragon, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks. On that, now, I'll so. tell you on this tour. Um, oh, there's a match here that I know you're... Yeah, I mean... That's what you're talking... I could just hear you, because you're salivating. I could hear you, well, and I know what match you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, let's I could do this. hear the saliva in your mouth. Like, you just cannot wait. Let's break down every match on the tour kidding we're not gonna <laughs> um <laughs> the one match um that i, I was like well i'm gonna leave <laughs> i'll record but i'll come back you're done <laughs> yeah so night one kicks off with toro yano yoshihashi <laughs> and gato who you got yeah <laughs> um no the, the one match on the tour that I, I cannot wait to see suzuki and azuka take on every uh, night. Uh, yano I, I, I cannot wait to see Suzuki Yano finally, finally get in the ring together Suzuki and, and Yano. settle this shit. So one, once and for all. Every night he faces Yano <laughs> in some capacity on this tour. Um, the match I'm looking forward to on this tour, maybe more than any other match, is Red Dragon against Sho Tanaka and Yohei Komatsu. This is 10-30, 30th of October. It's airing on Nico Nico, so it's going to make tape. Uh, it can be watched live if you'd like to. If you can get it to accept your credit card. Look, the match is going to be about six minutes long. Are you going to be inviting people over to your house to watch it? No, because I'm so, this is the most nerdiest <laughs> thing to be looking forward to this particular match. <laughs> you love your young men. I love so. my young lions. I, I love my young men. What are you implying, Rich? <laughs> Rich, what are you implying? <laughs> I mean, geez, I'm taking a beating on this show. Now I love young men. No, a lot of the beatings were off air. No, Not a lot of the that there's were anything wrong with that, but you're implying that they're no. underage. There's definitely something oh, wrong true. with no, that. Right. No, definitely no, no. something wrong with that. I said men. And I'm all man. Men. Listen, I enjoy women. Let's make that clear. I didn't say young and boys. Legal. I said young men. Oh, they're men. And legal women. Barely legal, but legal women. Okay, that's, that's terrible. That's <laughs> um, that girl's 26 that I showed you before, the one that I'm Yeah, chatting. I know. That's, yeah. You know, that's, you know, it's still over for a 53 year old as yourself <laughs> that's a bit much but all right I mean, know, I, I, if she needs a if she needs a, a, a sugar daddy or you know a, a trust fund that, that's fine i swear to god you add two years every time we do 53 yeah, yeah. <laughs> 53 is a lot that might be the highest i've ever used i was born in the 60s now is that how the math <laughs> works out um red dragon is taking on I'm gonna, I'm gonna start going back now that i can't go any higher yeah than start that, now shaving it's, now it's, two years until you yeah, get to where the I next time yeah 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 i mean geez the 53 is that's high that's very I'm still high. in my I, 30s I, for god's sake um 53 yeah that's um, that's high I, I apologize i'm sorry i'm that like was, diamond hey. dallas page man i you know i'm I, better with age yeah no no remember how he, oh. what was the gimmick with him he uh I, I'm in my 40s, but look like I'm in my 30s, and I, you know, yeah. I bang the ladies like I'm in my 20s. Wasn't that his gimmick? Oh no, he, he wrestles. <laughs> so. I think it was he wrestles like he's in his 20s. It was. I don't think I don't think it had anything to do with <laughs> it. Was, well, it, the whole bang gimmick. I thought that was no, that was just that. You. That was just me. No, that was just you know, yeah, it was just bang but... a diamond, bang. No, that it, was, it was you. wrestle like he was in his 20s. 
Is that what it was? I'm in my 40s. I, think it was. I look like I'm in my 30s, and I wrestle like I'm in my 20s. Here's the thing, though. I think that was it. He yeah. never looked like he was in his 30s. Diamond Dallas Page looked like he was 50 when he was tw- no, yeah. when he was 25 you watch, years like, old. Battle Bowl 92, and he comes out, or yeah, yeah, you're saying yeah, Battle Bowl 92 or AWA, and he comes out and he looks like he's 43 already. Yeah, he's like Arn Anderson. He was he never he aged, was yeah. he was born 50. Yeah. And and <laughs> and and here's the thing, though. Arn Anderson and Diamond Dallas Page are going to have an advantage on everybody else because they're going to look like that forever. So when they're older than four, you know what I mean? They're still gonna, now they're going to look younger. Like Arn Anderson looks like he hasn't aged at all. No, not at all. It's the same thing with Diamond Dallas Page. You know, he still looks exactly the same. Now he looks younger than his age. Whereas he always looked old. That's where they get the advantage on the back end. But anyway, I, I, I'm going to try to talk about this match for the fifth time. Yep. Red Dragon. Against Sho Tanaka and Yohei Komatsu, the young lions, not the young men that I enjoy so much. <laughs> Look, these are the two best young lions to come down the pike in a long time. I was watching the 2011 World Tag League uh, for some reason. Don't ask me why I watch this crap. What the hell is wrong with you? I, I was wa- <laughs> I was watching some of those shows because I wanted to watch Watanabe and El Desperado yeah. and Takahashi Hiromu Takahashi, who's in, in Europe right now on excursion, and I wanted to compare those guys to Tanaka and Komatsu because I do, I do not remember them making the same impression on me when they were young lions as these guys are making now. Rich, it's not even close. Go back yeah. and just watch one of those matches. Okay, I'll check them out. And is there is there one in particular that I should... Any one of them. Watch Watanabe, okay. El Desperado. Watch, uh, he was Mikami at that time. So Watanabe, yeah, was, yeah, Mikami, right, right. And, and Takahashi, uh, Hiromu Takahashi. Wait, he's not, he's not actually <laughs> from Mexico? I, I'm, I'm breaking kayfabe, Rich. Spoiler. Yeah, as you know on this show... Jesus. We we Christ we show. break kayfabe on the mass wrestlers on a consistent basis. We're usually God. we're usually wrong, but we, we will break kayfabe on yeah. mass wrestlers. Go just pick one 2011 yeah. World Tag League. Watch any of those guys. You're familiar with all three of them anyway, so you yeah. know what they're yeah. about now. They were nowhere close to Tanaka and Kamatsu at the same stage of development. These guys are are going to be. I don't know if they're going to be stars. I'll stop short of that because you never know. But they're going to be great wrestlers. I will say that. I have no doubt in my mind. Both of these guys are going to be great wrestlers. I think they're pretty great already. Yeah. And Fish... I would love to see... I, I've, I've said I've, I would love to see Komatsu in, in, in something... 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes. Yeah, I love when they wrestle each other. Yeah. Give me 10 minutes with those two. Exchanging their fine. crab holes and screaming. Yeah. It's fantastic stuff. And <laughs> Fish and O'Reilly are going to kick the shit out of these guys. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And it's going to... Fish be... is licking his chops. Yeah, he can't... Or O'Reilly is yeah, just cannot gonna wait to start fucking, just fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah, going right. to beat the living shit out of these guys, and I'm going to love every minute of it, because these guys... Look, one staple of young lions, no matter who they are, is they sell their fucking asses off. Because they know they have to. They're probably going to take a real beating if they don't. <laughs> so, so it, this is it's, it. Won't be O'Reilly that'll be kicking them in the chest when right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, it's gonna be Yuji Nagata. So I, 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 I can't wait for this match. And I'll tell you another underrated match, but I'm afraid it's not gonna make tape because it's in a very small building. And that's Fuego against Tanaka. Yeah, that one is so far not showing up on any of the Nico Nico or Samurai. It's TVs in a really tiny like building. So, yeah. I'm afraid it's not gonna make tape. If it's not, I mean, if it's not even on Nico Nico, I, how are we gonna get it? So the other fan cam, we'll use some fan cams. So, so aside from the tournament <laughs> and the, uh, the young lion stuff that we're hyped for, I know there's one match that, uh, you kind of mentioned earlier, but yeah. it's the main event of, it's the third, uh, November 3rd. Uh, it's a samurai TV show from the Gifu industry hall. I don't know if I said Gifu, right, but I'll go with that. Uh, it's the, also the same show. All we have is we have two matches for that one. We have the super junior tag final. And then, as I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, uh, it's Tanahashi, Shibata, Makabe, and Goto 
versus Okada, Nakamura, Ishii, and Yoshihashi. How awesome God is that match? Damn, is that gonna be great? How awesome is that match? I mean, I like the one. That, there's one a few nights. Um, it is the, uh, the the same one as your Young Lions one on ten ten thirty. The match I'm really looking forward to. It's it's similar. It's uh, it's Tanahashi Shibata, but then it's the Time Splitters uh, against Okada, Nakamura, and then uh, the Forever Hooligans. Yeah, that's. True I just want to see. I just want to see Kushida and Okada. I mean that that I, you know me that those are my two guys. I just want to see them. I don't care if it's for a minute. That's a tremendous eight man tag, and that's really if, good. That's almost I think better than 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 the one. I mean, yeah, Makaman Goto. Yeah, no, that, that one's pretty good too. I just like the difference. It's just kind of you, you get some different matchups in there. You get some different things you've never seen. You know, Rocky Romero against Shibata is something. I mean, like you know, you wouldn't see otherwise. But both of those those eight mans are great. Yeah, really good. The be one that fun, closes yeah. the tour on the third. Um, that's a match at your contender if they want it to be. Yeah, I don't know if it depends how. Yeah, yeah, Tanahashi's working half speed and tags in for three minutes, right. and Okada's does a rainmaker and then you know but that's if it. That match is a legitimate setup for power struggle, and they work hard. They that they, they can do good things, and they have a five yeah. day gap uh, before power struggle on the eighth. And we only know three matches: Yoshitatsu versus AJ Styles, Yoshitatsu the Bullet Club Hunter. We have Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi against uh, Okada and Yoshihashi. Again, should be excellent. No reason it shouldn't be, even though the finish is not in question at all. Yoshihashi is obviously taking the win. <laughs> yeah. And the main event is Nakamura versus Shibata, which I think everybody is, is looking forward to greatly. Would you have kept that to the Dome, or do you like it here? No, look, they needed a main event for this show. Yeah. And Tanahashi couldn't have a singles match because they've already signed the main event for the Dome. And if people main, if they main event with the Tanahashi, Obushi, uh, Okada, Yoshihashi, people would complain about it. So yeah. I, I get it. You know what you I mean? Know, Where at the same time... Too, Okada couldn't have a singles match because he can't right. put the case up again because the match is already signed. And I guess Yoshitatsu AJ Styles cannot main That's event. That's not a main event. I mean, not yeah, yeah, that can't be a main event. So and not in Osaka, no. Nakamura be... had to main event. You don't want to see him face Fale again. That's certainly run its course. Um you, you could have done something with Ishii, I guess, but why not do Nakamura Shibata now? Especially no, do this. Give them, give them, give them a half an hour and just let them be fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Because even if they're at the dome, I mean, it might get restricted or it might get lost. And this, you know, this is it's all theirs. And you could, you do, know, here's thirty minutes. Go at it. You know. And you could do Styles Nakamura in the dome. Yeah. Because where they just what's the direction with Styles? I mean, if they're doing Styles Yoshi Yoshitatsu here, you need something for Styles at the dome. So you, you know, Nakamura has options at the dome. So I don't. You needed a main event for this show. It's a good main event, and Nakamura could really solidify himself. Um, you know, if this if this show draws well, and it's a great match, he could really solidify himself for Wrestler of the Year. Segway, Rich. Boom, you're a pro. I, I'm getting real good at this. Take it away. Great article, uh, voiceofwrestling.com right now. Dylan Hales wrote it. It's a uh, breaking down candidates that he has. We've had a few people on our forums, obviously new forums. We haven't mentioned that ever on the podcast because it's a brand new thing we started last week. Go on there, join, talk to us idiots and all the other idiots that just talk wrestling. It's, it is doing better than I thought Let it would. Let me tell you I'm something really surprised about the forums. At how well it's doing. I, you know, yeah, before it's you talk about Dylan's awesome, article, yeah. I pitched the idea of the forums to Rich. I Look, I, I, I didn't know how it would do. A lot of times with forums, uh, it's kind of a dying thing on the internet, uh, forums. I didn't know how it would do. It could have just not taken off at all and faded away. That would have been fine. I didn't honestly want to do it. I just did it to humor you. Yeah. <laughs> to and, be honest, and, yeah. And, and it could have just faded away or it could have been taken over by, by trolls and idiots, which it still may end up happening at some point, which happens with forums a lot. Um, because if that happens, you know, we're not going to come in there and fucking heavily moderate it and clean it. No, it's just, if yeah, it, it just dies, it dies. Care about it anymore, um, yeah. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is it's worked out a lot better than I thought. There hasn't been, it's been look, great. it's new. So if you visit it for the first time, don't think that there's just no activity. I mean, it's new. 
I mean, I think, you know, we're, it's, it's just getting going. But I think the quality of the conversation quality has been great. The quality has been well above what I even thought. I thought it would be, I thought we'd get a decent amount of people joining and I think they'd make a post or two and then leave. But no, like I go on there in the morning and I check and there's just these big detailed, I mean, you're reading these giant, I mean, they're, they're essentially people writing articles every time. And I keep linking them to the Twitter account as well. Cause I'm just shocked at how much work people are putting in to individual posts and individual arguments and that sort of stuff. I've, I've been shocked by how good it's awesome, been. It's been awesome. awesome analysis, uh, different perspectives. It really has taken on the personality of this show. It's, what I thought was pretty interesting too is, is sorry to interrupt, but I think because there's these guys that we interact with all the time on, on Twitter, and you know we get these guys, and there's some guys that have surprised me, like there's Angry Two One Six, a guy who who has always interacted with us with uh, you know us with, with Dragon Gate, and, and Case Low, who's another guy that interacts with us all the time, and yeah, it's cool that they they could talk to us on Twitter or whatever, but now that they have this forum and and they're, they're, the ability to write these big detailed analysis, it's like oh, I had no idea these guys had as many thoughts as they did about you know Dragon Gate or about this or about that because the writing you know, big detailed things before we would just get kind of a few lines it's here and there, not here, and there and there. It's, it's not 140 characters. Right. So there's, and guys are, they're, they're becoming butterflies. They're opening up and there's <laughs> some great insights. I mean, I've been, yeah. I've been, you know, and, 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 you know, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of heavy hitters who are posting too. It's just a lot of people are, are, are posting and it's just, it, the quality of the post have far exceeded my expectations. I'm very pleased yeah. with it. And, um, I, I recommend everybody sign up. It takes you two seconds. And uh, you know, just just start posting. Come on there and argue with us. And uh, if, if you if you if 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 you're one of these people who who hates everything that we say on here and and 140 characters isn't enough, that's your chance. Get on there because we will uh, interact with you. I mean, you know, so. I'm always on it. Yep. If you, you want to tell us we're idiots, we're more than happy to uh, <laughs> allow you to do that. And and, and we are. I mean, and, and I'm happy with the tone that it's taken. Look, there's there's places yeah. on the internet. Look, if you want in depth discussion of the minutia of the minutia of pro wrestling and and detailed breakdowns of super detailed breakdowns of workers and matches, PWO, that's your jam. Yeah, ProWrestlingOnly.com. That is Go your jam. Right that is this the best is, site in the world for that. Greatest site you'll ever have. And, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we're not trying to do that because no one's going to do that better than they do that. that is What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.